in high school, my senior year, they let me take the direct snap. I had to change my number to nine mm-hmm. from 58. And I didn't get to throw the ball. We didn't have routes. It was just like run right, run left. But one thing I noticed when I was getting the ball in high school was <laughs> I was just bigger than the other kids. Yeah. And I was just as fast. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I wasn't getting run down mm-hmm. unless it was a DB. And the thing that I see and I can relate to with Josh Allen is that he's just bigger and he's stronger. And when he's in the open field, he has the high ground. He has the clear advantage. And for, for me, the story of the football game, as is with most Buffalo Bills wins, are the scrappy gains, the second efforts, the ability to spin off of a, deflect off of a would-be tackler. That's the X factor for Josh Allen. Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. Cowboy Twenty twenty three NFL regular season has come to a close and we are now in playoff mode. A few teams bungled their chances for a playoff appearance this past weekend. You all watched it. We're all gonna talk about it. Uh, a few teams like the Titans played spoiler. A few teams limped into the playoffs by playing certain players when they really didn't need to. We talk about the entire playoff schedule, what teams have the easiest path, which teams you don't want to see at all. And we talk about the firings and even the Eagles collapse that ended the season. Enjoy the show. Come back Tuesday for potentially very happy or very sad Michigan fans. We'll catch you then. Welcome, Greenlight Podcast. It's a 2T Monday for Chris and I this morning. I, I got two T's in front of me. Chris came in grinding. I need a fucking T. It's the playoffs, man. It's this time of the year. It's this the is playoffs. when you show up. You <laughs> yep. got to grit your teeth, put your feet in the ground, Nate, and make a damn play, okay? Yep. Team's so, got to be on the same page. We're ready. Yeah, we got to communicate. We just got to pick six on our first drive. For Christ. Playoffs. We got, everybody's doing three different shows in here, but sorry we got for it. yelling. No, I, it's not. I read your comments, guys. I'm no. sorry for yelling. You know what? Fuck that. Some people are putting one star next to our podcast because you say one thing loud the whole show. I Go find excited. another show. I get excited, Go find another Chris. show. Okay. We're going to start this thing off? Yeah, we're going to start it off. We're going to start it off. Okay. We're going to talk very quietly into the microphone. Kyle, we're going to start with America's team. Yep. You want the first shot. This is my favorite segment, and uh, I'm probably going to do it the same as I always do it, which is a little bit different. I'm going to do the Las Vegas Raiders number one, because not only, I don't think there's a better uniform in football, so if you're a fan of the Raiders, like you're always in in good fashion, high fashion there. Antonio Pierce, you've got the answer uh, with the head coaching slot there, and I think that whichever idiot convinces his wife to to take a three-day two-day trip to go interview for the head coaching process with vegas uh yeah you're a schmuck yeah because that's just a trip for your husband it's a phony trip your husband's just going to be at the nightclub and antonio pierce they're like you got to get out of the building for two days Mm -hmm. we've got some people coming in Mm -hmm. (laughs) ap is going to be on the strip so that's my number one america's team there's a lot to look forward there they've got a good core of players and they've got uh, you know some some decisions to make this off season, but they're they're open for business in Las Vegas as usual. Total America's teams they finish strong. Uh, Kyle, this is a good time to piggyback off of what you just said because the number two America's team is the Freedom Caucus, and don't confuse the Freedom that. Caucus. Don't don't confuse that with, with whatever the fuck the Freedom Caucus is out there in the in the real world. 
<laughs> All right, we're talking about the coaches that have freedom. I am rebranding fired coaches. They're the Freedom like Caucus. That. They have, they can do whatever they want to do. You know, like Brandon Staley can do whatever he do, he wants to do next week. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, what are you yes. doing next week? You got to go to work. You know, you 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 want to coach another team? You're in the Freedom Caucus. Yeah. You can do that. You can't do that if you're if you're fucking uh, you know Nick Sirianni right Unless now. Unless you're Jim Although, Harbaugh, who's going to watch his brother coach. Mm. Oh, we'll talk about that later. John, J J Jim might be in the. I love his parents. Jim might be in the Freedom Caucus soon. Okay. Uh, John, not going to be in the Freedom Caucus. But <laughs> Arthur Smith got fired last night mm. before, I think, what time did he get fired? 12.01. Before I went to bed. Literally, Black Monday, boom, the Falcons were on. They were like, wait. Arthur hold, Blank was like, I'm not. Hold, uh, yeah. hold. How, how do you sleep after you after a game where you know you're maybe going to get fired? You don't, do you? Uh, you just stay awake until you get fired. Yeah. And then it, the worst is, I think Arthur Blank. He's just Blank, up creating Reddit accounts writing hate mail about Dennis <laughs> Allen under aliases. On. He's writing hate mail about Desmond Ritter. Okay? Okay? Because that... that and that and that quarterback thing might have defined his entire run there. But there's so much that he might have gotten fired over. He got fired over everything. But like Arthur Blank, who's a patient guy, Kyle. Like Jim Mora was the last guy he fired in three years. Jim Mora Jr. Then he had Mike Smith, I think, and then he had Dan Quinn, and those guys lasted a while. Like he's a friendly guy. You think of him, you think of like this friendly guy who doesn't want to yeah. fire anybody. But he didn't even wait till the morning to fire Arthur uh, Smith, and I kind of you, you kind of wonder if it was the tirade. We're going to talk about that in a second. Like, but we're, we're, how he showed his ass at midfield, even though a lot of people might be upset in that situation, it might have been the straw that broke the camel's back. He was already going to get fired, right? Mm -hmm. You come out there the last two weeks, and your team's got a chance to get in the playoffs, and you get boat raced the way you got boat raced yeah. over the like that's. That that's nail in the I don't it's know indicative of leadership issues and just not being able to motivate your your ball club and you know they got talent there um, and to your Arthur Blank point I just came to an epiphany here Chris mm -hmm. during our American teams mm -hmm. I want to work for a coach who owns a a ranch in the American West because I think Arthur Blank Arthur Blank rides horses on I think they ranch. all own ranches no no but this guy's out there in yeah. leather yeah riding and mm -hmm. you know he takes most of his coaches to the bus station yeah they took uh, our guy Artie Smith to the the train station at midnight so well dude like he seems like a, a decent guy to play for especially relative to some of the other owners in that division you gotta really fuck it up to get out of there quick yeah you do and i think you know when you look at the way they they handled or mishandled the quarterback thing all year long it's really one of the biggest mysteries to me what was going on with the ritter heineke thing because it was like bench unbench heineke heineke hurt um and ultimately that's what sunk him not being able to decide what to do at, at quarterback and also the scheme you know, you could have fired him just alone off of having Bijan Robinson, off of having Kyle Pitts, and not getting enough out of those guys. You could have fired him over a whole. The I mean, one game where Bijan had one touch. I, th there's so many things, Kyle, to me that I'm like, what was going on here? And when you're an offensive guy, and yes, he got the Nielsen hire right, the defense is better. I feel for him. I feel for the GM because they they weren't in an ideal cap situation early. But they had their players this year, and they made the decisions that they wanted to make, unless it was blank making those decisions at quarterback. And when you're an offensive guy and the offense sucks, heads got to roll. And so I feel for the guy. I like Arthur Smith. I also think he's going to make a fine OC somewhere. I think for some guys, you end up in a situation where you're the head coach and you, and you can't call plays. Like, 
it, there's just too much going on. You want to talk about rebranding. He needs a rebrand quickly. And I remember he tried to shave the mustache. He, he's yeah. grown the mustache. He's let go of the mustache. He's going to need to figure something. He might come out with a mohawk next year um, and a goatee somewhere, and he'll be calling his ass off some games. Somebody's, but this, this, somebody's going to benefit from getting this. Him, this for I, sure. I would think, you know, but there are a lot of Falcons fans right now that are saying, like, good, good luck. I hope the fucking Panthers hire him. happens, though. You know, uh, because they think they think the guy can't coach, and we'll see. I think with defensive coordinators, we're talking about the Freedom Caucus here. Brandon Staley's been a member of the Freedom Caucus, like, for a couple weeks now. Brandon Staley's going to rebound and make somebody happy. Yeah. I'm just playing the odds here because when you look at defensive coordinators, and we made this point on the show last week, look at all the di- the disgrace head coaches that were formerly D coordinators and then returned to do what they really do well, like Spags. Fangio. I played for Spags as a head coach. That didn't go well. Spags is one of the best of our generation. Fangio, um, Dan Quinn, the list goes on. There, there's a bunch of guys that they, they, don't, they don't cut it as head coaches and then they become Even who they were coach. before. You know, Staley was yeah. an outside linebacker coach. He struggled at times in, in – Los Angeles to get it right as a head coach, but you look at the guys that are rushing for him. Uh, like, granted, they're all pro level guys, but they're getting all pro level results from that position yep. group. So he's still able to get through to these guys. Um, it's the certain position group that he's a specified for. Yeah, the run game. The offensive linemen love him. Where are you going to go? How how are they going to implement your skill set? But here's the thing about Atlanta. The very thing that makes this confounding, that he wasn't able to turn it around, is the very thing that makes this this an attractive job opening. Because you have Pitts, you have London, you have Bijan, you have an offensive line that when they play together and they're coached well, they really run the ball efficiently. They, they, um, They have a lot. The defense improved now. There's some aging veterans on that defense, but a, a Ben Johnson might say, "Hey, you know, like look at that division. Look at the way that that the North is going. I'm on my way out, anyways. Like the North, Green Bay has their guy. We'll talk about Chicago in a second. They have picks, or they have, you know, the you know, the the heir apparent, right? Or and Minnesota's got a hell of a ball coach. So that division is getting tougher. And the well, South is. Thing, I got things to say about Minnesota later. Yeah, and the South is is cheeks. And it's like New Orleans, they're probably going to be hitting the reset button too. Um, Atlanta, Carolina. Carolina. We, just, we just put our finger over Carolina. Holy shit. We're going to have three teams that are starting over in the NFC South. If Ben Johnson inherits maybe Justin Fields. Th- there's a lot to be excited about there. If you, if you trade for a player, you're going to be at seven. You can't be in purgatory anymore. Like for me, if I was the Falcons, I'd either go try to trade for somebody who I think is a known commodity like Justin Fields with some upside or you bring in a veteran. Now, who are the free agents next Jameis. year? Kirk Cousins. Jameis scores even when Jameis. he's not supposed to score. There, there's some guys, like, but they're not guys that get me excited. They're guys that, to me, would keep you in quarterback purgatory. So at seven, depending on how the chips fall, you've got to trade up if you have the opportunity to get your guy, right? And juxtaposed to the way I talk about Chicago and you know, I talk about playing Russian roulette because picking quarterback in the top 10 is playing Russian roulette with four in the chamber. Mathematically, it might be five, but you know, there was, it's between four and five bullets when you really narrow it down and you look at all the quarterbacks taking the top 10. But it's a game left to teams that have to play it. And I think Atlanta has to play it. And so, you know, like you want to stay in the middle, that's where they've been. Stick with what you've been doing. But what, I, what quarterback you know, would you go with? There, it depends on how it breaks. Like, say, Drake May. 
Drake May's not going to be there at seven. He's not going to be there probably in a place that they can trade up. There's Is a lot Drake of Drake May going to be the guy that sits in the draft room. Maybe they end up with Michael Penix. You know, like I don't know. But the point is, Arthur Smith fired at 12:01. Bad deal. Ron Rivera, he's in the Freedom Caucus. Um, and I just want to say this about Josh Harris. Definitely looks like a guy that would wear a Ferrari hat. But I trust him. I really do. Because the number one thing I, I think, we need your money, right? We need your money. We need your humility. We need your, um, your ability to, um, you know, delegate. We need that. That's what you need out of an owner. You don't need what you have in Carolina, which is a guy that thinks he fucking knows everything, and he's better than everybody. He's pouring drinks on people, and he's meddling. It's funny because the guy with the red hat in the position of leadership is doing pretty good in Washington. In Washington, yeah. It's like the antithesis of the red hat theory. No, I know. And so so for him... I can't even wear red hats anymore. No, no one can. (laughs) And then you go out, and and then you... and and you Yeah, like I threw away... I had like two red hats to throw them away. But but (laughs) Cincinnati fans right now. With Ben Johnson... Uh, or somebody like that, and they are going to interview Aaron Glenn. I think they're going to interview Ben Johnson. But what what they're actually doing that that makes me feel good about Josh Harris is he he's asking questions. He he brings in the Warriors GM. He brings in Chris Spielman. I love that move, by the way. That to me says that don't I don't know that. I don't know the answers. That's awesome. And I've talked to people who have talked to this guy, and they say the first thing that strikes you about him is his humility and his his inquisitiveness, which is basically to say that he's like, how should I do this? Rather than I know how to do this, I'm playing Madden with a billion dollars. They're calling like, the Wolf, Winston Wolf. Mm-hmm. They're like, we got a car with a bunch of fucking blood in it. There may be bones and brain matter. Do you know a guy? And they're like, I got a great guy. You think Josh Harris is the guy? <laughs> no, the Golden State Bob Warriors. Myers. The, the Warriors guy, Bob Myers. Bob yeah. Myers he was really creative in building that. Either Warriors call him dynasty. or call he Phil like Jackson. Manipulated the cap, did a bunch of great stuff. The Bears need to call Phil Jackson. Call Phil Jackson. Yeah. I saw Phil Jackson. Bring he, him in here. He was at the Finley Point Smokehouse. He's the man. <laughs> he oh. ate like two two tables over from he me. He dealt with some stuff. Nobody was bothering him. He had to duck to walk through the doors He's and the whole thing. Large man. And I didn't say anything to him. What? Why not? Because I passed him on the way to the bathroom with my kid, and I didn't say a <laughs> word because I'm like, Phil Jackson is enjoying a meal yeah. in Polson, Montana. Nobody's bothered him. Why would I be the guy? You know what I'm I saying? I know why. Why? Illuminati code. The Illuminati. The the Freedom Caucus. Who do you think joins the Freedom Caucus? If you had to, if you had to guess, guys, who uh, else is joining the Freedom, so the Freedom Caucus? Dennis Allen is the Freedom Caucus is knocking at his door. Um, People want him. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, I People think Antonio him, Pierce is getting this job. I do. Yeah. Because if not, he's in the Freedom Caucus, right? Yeah. They, should, they screwed up the last I interim could, head coach. And that's what I'm saying. Like, who, who are we to Here's think what that I'm they saying, won't screw though, it up, screw it up again? Wrong. Because it's hard to make that mistake twice when it's so recent and so glaring and so it just blew up in your face so bad. Like, I do feel like there's a fear factor. And also Mark Davis, who loves to have fun, wear a white jacket, sit up there in the suite with a bowl cut, a bunch of beautiful women. He's at the tables after the game. He wants to be popular in that city. But so say, right now, what would be the most unpopular thing that he could do? Well, say say if Bill Belichick gets fired today, they have him in for I take an Antonio Pierce. So, guys, here's my question. I know that Antonio Pierce is the guy for the job, and we've all said that. But uh, You keep Patrick Graham, things like that. So the Rooney Rule states you got to – it mandates leagues must interview. League teams must interview at least one woman and one underrepresented 
underrepresented minority in the slate of candidates for senior and coaching positions. So they're still going to have to interview. They got to interview all these yeah. these other guys that have to come in. And first off, I feel bad for those dudes who have to come in because Antonio Pierce is the guy you'd want uh, at the end of this Rooney Rule. That's like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Yeah, but right? they probably put you up at like the MGM and shit. <laughs> so like, do they do they hold off on a Jim Harbaugh interview for like number three? And could that if Mark Davis wants Jim Harbaugh, could they miss out on Jim Harbaugh because of because of the rules? Yeah. No, because they'll 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 operate because everybody wants the, Jim Harbaugh, and you'll know about Jim in ten days. But my real question what is: Is, that is it wrong? It, like right. whether whether they have Antonio Pierce, which I think is the right decision, or they have Jim Harbaugh. In my opinion, you can't get that decision wrong. The irony is, yeah, no, but the irony, and I, I like Jim and the whole thing, and I talked about how when I used to be in his division, yeah, you could hate the guy, but I respect him. He would have Max Crosby like a pit bull on a leash. Yeah, but the thing you'd have, the, the like thing you would, like you'd have to get over the thing where the whole team, I know some people hate saying the players, the players made, and people scoff when you say, hey, players made the decision for you, that sort of thing. The players wanted Rich. Players didn't want Josh. Yeah. Like it, it just. But we're all prisoners of the moment, right? We are prisoners of the moment and the whole the thing. fans in Chicago were chanting, we want Fields just last week. And last night in my mentions, they were screaming, blow it up. <laughs> I understand, Kyle. And we do get to be prisoners of the moment sometime. But I think the, the, the leaps and bounds his defense has made, he's stabilized the organization. I do think culture is important. Like culture is important. Culture is the reason why. And great coaching and great GMs. That's the why the reason why Baltimore's been good so long. The reason Patriot Steelers way. have had a high floor. Stability. They had a culture. The Patriots Bo had a culture for the a long Patriot time. They way. also had a quarterback. But but I do think culture's important. So anyways, could, the Freedom Caucus. Freedom could Doug Peterson be joining? I like that. Doug Peterson's going to be talked about, and we'll talk about the Jags in a little bit. Nick Sirianni's going to be talked about. <laughs> I heard something. At the Nick Sirianni's shop. being talked about. I heard something about the t at the tea shop this morning, Chris. What? Tiger Woods no longer with Nike. Really? So he's gonna, with the Freedom Caucus. I'm going to put him, ironically enough, at my number two, and he's also in the Freedom Caucus. So Tiger Woods is somebody that can change oh. the landscape of the business, somebody mm -hmm. that can change your brand. So he's a team on his own. Oh, that, you know what that does? Give me the thumbs up. You know what that yeah. does? It puts more pressure on Penix tonight to win because they'll be the first team. Does this team. pertain to the America's team, Nate? Yeah. It might. Yes, yes, because they'll be the first team to do it <laughs> in an Adidas contract. And with someone like Tiger looking to pick a new... I don't yeah, know. he might be he watching that game saying, Adidas. hey, Penix won the He's game. Strikes. I don't see Tiger Woods as an Adidas guy. Okay, next America's <laughs> team. Uh, you're, up. you're up. Oh, I'm up. Okay. Uh, oh, player decision makers. Explain. Jair Alexander... Oh, player decision. Bro. Then you've got Jameis Winston yeah. with two of my favorite. I don't know if you've seen this clip, bro. Two, the Jameis Winston clip? No, this Jair Alexander clip jumping into a newscaster. No, what happened? Just screaming, pack his back, throws his glasses on, and does the seatbelt. And then the, the reporter goes, look, we have a live fan right here. No, he didn't. It no, he didn't. Chick. She didn't know who it was. He rod charactered him. <laughs> and, and fucking Jair last week and then Jameis this week. And, yeah, the thing at the end of the game, I don't know how you guys feel about the score getting run up, but, like, I think that's kind of personal either way. There's some oh, guys who don't care. Like, I, I, I was down in New Orleans, and we lost, and I think Sean was running the, the score up a little bit on us. And You guys did it to us in New England. Did we? <laughs> no, it wasn't. You weren't on New England yet, but we went to New oh, England. Oh, yeah, you got those, the score run up. Those guys. 
There's no such Edelman, thing. Gronk. There's no such thing. But to me, really it's like, it. it's buddy, like, they like, beat us 52 to 14. Lamar Houston tore his ACL celebrating celebrating a sack, a sack. In the fourth quarter. I remember that. It all fell. Oh, but the but the I whole thing is like I do kind of agree. Stop it. Now when you're down there on the one and you're thinking they're going to take a knee, <laughs> you you think they're going to take a knee, right? And so after the game, Dennis Allen's getting screened at by Arthur Smith, and it turns out that he's not wrong. Like Dennis was not in the wrong. But he's still in the wrong to me because I've been on a lot of teams and I've never seen it where the team is like, fuck the coach, we're going to run this play. Coup d'etat. And I also think Jameis, as much as I love him, and I'm going to joke about this whole thing, and I love that interview, it's not thoughtful because you don't think about the position that's going to put your head coach in. Now, I know that it's hate week and like kind of anything goes, but I can't imagine Jameis um, – I, I just can't imagine anybody else doing this, you know, like other than this group in New Orleans, like where they're not afraid of Dennis Allen. You've got Jameis Winston running the huddle. They're like, fuck it. We're going to do it. There's not even an incentive on the line. That interview was hilarious. But it's, we've but got a 99 it's not, yard interview. It's not an incentive, but it's just, it's throwing your homeboy a bone. Like, yo, I had 17 touchdowns last year. I'm about to end the year with zero touchdowns. I understand all that. I understand Cam all Jordan that. Cam Jordan was supportive of, of him on the uh, X platform as I'm, well. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not, he didn't there's think. There's just a lot to talk about. He didn't here. think there's a lot to talk about here. And I also think Jameis Winston went to like a presidential public speaking oh, class. If we were in like, how great is it that? Doesn't, it doesn't matter what he says. <laughs> he's Obama. He's so demonstrative. He's so, he, he's so, he, he, he's just so sure of what he's saying. And he'll, he'll make you believe it. I Yo, believe like it. the he's way the he was best. talking to those reporters, he was like, now if we don't run that pick six back. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> and that's true. <laughs> yeah. and that's absolutely But it's not, true. but it's not, it's not the same thing. It's not the but, same but thing. But it made me, but, I was kind of like, yeah. But his question that he asked, he posed to it. He was like, yo, if like one more yard, like, are we upset? about the score yeah but it's not true that's different <laughs> i guess so it is <laughs> it is but it's hilarious i love Jameis winston i love do you think, do you think he he gave the same explanation to dennis allen when dennis allison allen was asking him, i have no like, idea if we had run it back he said hey listen i told coach you know <laughs> yeah, I, told I told coach i said you know we're gonna do what we're, we did what we wanted to God. do um, I love I love the, the player uh, player decision makers. Okay, I do, Kyle. I do enjoy your your kind of thematic thing here today. It's yeah, like off the beaten path. Yeah. I am laughing a lot. You're, you're up, buddy. Uh, number three, I've got the Harbaugh's. And I'm going to start with the elder statesmen and stateswomen of the Harbaugh's. Man, they're a good interview. A lot of fun. Also, John and Jim, they're going to be hanging out uh, at the national championship. Can't wait to watch that one. The Ravens, obviously, a powerhouse. Michigan, dominant. So number three, the Harbaugh's. I like the Harbaugh's. Um, when I saw their dad, I was like, is that one of those TikTok uh, filters yeah. that made Jim old? It's a Johnny Knoxville mask. It's the same guy. But it's the same guy. And I guess that's the way genetics work. You look just like your dad. You ever hear that, Kyle? I'm like, no I shit. Don't hear that. Do you look like your dad? Like People say, what happened to you? They say your dad's got hair. He's handsome. What happened? What to happened to you is they they spilled some radioactive material on you yeah. and you became oh, the Hulk. Dude. Okay, this um, did an episode about this. So uh, so I guess next up I'm going to go with the Eagles. Okay. Oh. The, now the Eagles are America's team, and the crowd goes, oh. yeah. The Eagles are America's team because the year of our Lord 2024, Kyle. There's a lot going on. You have 10 foot aliens in the mall. You got Pat McAfee. How the aliens, the ten foot aliens, are America's it's team. Really weird. 
I got to get on TikTok and get to the bottom. Wait, you're falling for it? Buddy, I just don't. You didn't see it? You didn't see it's the video? It's weird. I don't know what it is, Chris. I'm falling for it. What is it? What are you seeing in that this video? This is like the Aaron Rodgers coming back thing. Chris, they did a citywide three. They they called believe, for a citywide. Why haven't they helped? You guys are on 4chan no, too no, much. No, no, no. Chris, Chris. They called for a citywide three. Yes. I believe that's what they called. Citywide three. And that's every unit in the city mm-hmm. come to this scene. Okay. Now, they said it was like 50 kids or whatever. And I, under, I can understand the containment aspect. There's 50. a lot of kids. They said it was 50 kids doing the I saw a video. Stuff. I saw a video. Of the fireworks? I, I saw them fighting. I saw everybody so, fighting. So I understand oh, why yeah. you would call all surrounding units. <laughs> but the fact that there's no like good videos or anything. I'm thinking aliens. But why do, how do we get to 10-foot When I don't have the answer, I'm thinking 10-foot aliens. 10-foot aliens. I'm thinking 10-foot aliens because the whole thing was the 10-foot aliens, usually the uh, aliens, the aliens the have been distra- distracting people from the list. That's what everybody's been saying. The list is coming out, so the UFOs are to distract us from the list. And then the complaint yesterday is we're not talking about the aliens enough. It's the week that the list is coming out. Which way do you want That's it? That's a good point. I don't understand. Like what? 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 And nobody got a picture of the aliens. And so I, I'm really watching people say, uh, "Well, the, our cameras can't pick them up." <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Ain't that crazy? I mean, fucking a, dude. We are. It's 2024. Cameras. We're, we're jumping out of the, the gym. Aptotsies, aliens. Oh boy, bro. Aliens that are so far away, we can't find them. We don't know where they live. They can go anywhere in the whole fucking galaxy, but they come here to the Foot Locker. Okay. <laughs> they they, they could have whatever they wanted, and they were like, "Yeah, let me get the let me get the the <laughs> dunks." You got size like, 18. You gonna tell me the aliens came all the way here for that? So, anyways, 2024. You got Pat McAfee beefing with Norby. You've Which got, is, we, you've got, you've got. He's been there since '80. We've got, we've got World War III possibly happening. There's a lot going on, and the thing that's going to bring us together is people's hatred of the Eagles. And um, you know, you you had Washington Commanders and Dallas fans coming together yesterday to say the Eagles suck. Mm. And you know what? Right now they're right. And if that's going to bring everybody together, then so be it. And they're one of America's teams. Um, I don't know what to say about the Eagles that we haven't already said. Okay, I I can't imagine well, what gives there. I can't imagine they're just not they're not as good as we thought they were. The finger is and concerned. and and they replace two coordinators and they're they're poorly coached. See these fingers? That's what yeah, happens. That's when what happens. Fing- that's what happens when your fingers do what Jalen's did. But 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 you're coming in the playoff game, and I I I think this collapse. Like I still give them a lot of credit for starting the way they started because most teams don't start that way off a Super Bowl run. We're but I think undefeated but going I th- into Arrowhead. I think they they just ran out of gas. They had some injuries that hurt them, and they had poor design, and they had to replace two offensive coordinators. These aren't excuses. These are, these are why they're not good. Like, these are the reasons why they're not good. They got a lot of Christmas albums. Does it hurt my feelings? You know, because a lot of people will be like, you know, after a game, they're like, ha, 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 at me. I'm like, bro, I'm not on the team, okay? (laughs) And I'm glad I'm not on that team, okay? Because this would be the worst building to be in in America. It would be better to be getting your exit meetings than than to be in that building this morning. thousand percent. The day after, when when I talk to my boys on that team, you know, about that game or whatever, like, my two cents is y'all got to go win that game going away to create a vibe going into the playoffs yeah. where you feel like you're back. Never in my wildest dreams. I thought they could lose the game, but never in my wildest dreams they think they get run out of the stadium. Dude. And so it was I, the tale of two. It was the tale of two different teams on different chapters, not even different pages. Like the Eagles were so 
are so wound up tight, they don't have the answers. They're scratching and clawing, trying to get some oxygen. The Giants are loosey-goosey. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor, oh, we're going to throw it deep. We're going to take our shots. Um, Justin Pugh's off the couch, and he's played every single game this season. That's a ragtag group, whereas the Eagles have high expectations. But to your point, rebounding from the Super Bowl, I've never done it. But that's a lot of football. It's a lot of days of football. And that's why I want to give New England as an organization what they did over the last 20 years credit. Because every time you see a team try to turn into this team that comes back and does it again and does it again, and I do think Philly's organizational structure is 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 something to be, you know, lauded. Like, over the last couple of years, they've been in the Super Bowl with two different quarterbacks. They've been with a backup. They replaced their franchise quarterback with a draft pick. They were able to get back. They've 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 compiled assets. They've hit on draft picks. Um, I have issues with some of the personnel decisions, like leaving the linebacker room to chance. I, I have issues with some of the back end stuff. The hiring of the coordinators. Those are Sirianni's coordinators. He hired them. So if you're Philly, and I'm not saying I'm putting his head on a stake here, because I like Nick, but he would tell you it's not good enough. And after the game, to just come out and be like, you know, this team will fight. That stuff is tired when you're not actually fighting. It works when you're fighting and when you're an actual underdog, but when people don't think of you that way and you just look like an exposed group that the bottom fell out of, that doesn't work. And so for me, actually, I think the best thing that could happen to them is going on the road and playing the Bucks because I think if this team played at home, they'd piss down their legs because of the pressure. Yeah. The minute they get booed, the oh. minute they go three and out. Can you imagine? I dude? think going on the road, and I'm not saying they can beat the Bucks because I don't know, but I can't get it out of my head when they played them the first time. They ran the ball to finish the game for like eight minutes. Okay, that's your shot. Can you still do that? I don't know. But Baker Mayfield been missing some balls. I'm not betting on the Eagles this weekend, but your ticket. This cap. It's not cap. It's not cap. You can say it's cap. It's not cap. Look at my ticket at the end of the week. It's hollow. Uh, hollow man, Nate. I'm not betting on the Eagles. Um, I don't. Yeah. I mean, but but what I what I, what what I am going to say is, if they can run the ball, they have a shot. Word. I, and we're going to talk about this with Jacksonville. Jack, Jacksonville's got the same problem where they can't they can't run the ball. They can't stop the run. That's what you got to be able to do late in the season. You can't even do that in a game like that. I mean, it's just. And and I, I talked about New England. The reason I think New England's so amazing to me, yeah, they had the quarterback, but the attrition every year of playing into February and having to just get back on that hamster wheel and go out there the next year and live up to expectations, that's special. It's crazy and because they, there's guys that played on each of these Super Bowl teams. Like uh, I remember there's guys that I played with my rookie year yeah. when I took a trip across the pond that were like yep. OGs for the Patriots. And I was like, oh, you had a Super Bowl. And they're like, no, I just missed it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then I played with Joe Tooney, and he got one. You know what I'm saying? Like, but then there's some guys in between that they were so, their stretch was so broad that some guys played for eight years on the team and missed one. Right. But they were in a lot of championships. Right. Yeah. They, I mean, listen. There's guys that. There's guys That's that. Dominant. They, there's on guys a large that played. Uh, they, there's guys that played an extra three, four seasons. In those on those New England teams, mm. you know, Put like on the playoffs, they, you know, think about all those games and to be back there every year. That's why I think there's levels. Like the Philly organization is awesome. They have done some great things. I'm a fan of Howie. I'm a fan of Jeffrey. I love the city, but New England. I got to give credit where credit's due. That run, and it's only one team that's doing that. But you could also say the Ravens organizationally have been there a lot. Um, they're teams that San Francisco has been there a lot over the past five, seven years where they've gotten in and they've had to get back on the horse and they've replaced quarterbacks. 
this team was not ready for this run down the stretch because of some of the personnel issues. But I also think eventually they just don't have <coughs> enough. They don't have enough of their best players that have that it factor. I just want to say that I'm not, and I'm not saying Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, those guys. I've seen them on a Super Bowl run. They got that it factor, you know, like those guys. They maybe. got, but you know, Slay gets his surgery. He's out the end of the year. You know, like maybe they play possum. They're not playing. That's what he said. This, this, this would maybe, be the maybe they're playing possum. They get Dom back next week for they the need playoffs. They need to coach that they're playing possum. You know, he part seems of, to be in panic mode at the podium. Part of the, the it might be part of the script, guys. You know, they playing a a Tampa Bay team that is shaky. You know, nice first round. It was bad get news when they started turn back around. They started shifting the play calling around on defense. Yeah. when they started, it'd be one thing if they lost that game yesterday because I do I don't think they're great. Yeah, they're, are they the even good? Is how they lost. But how they lost that game I, I and how they've lost some of these games over the last four to six weeks, like the D line, I love that group. But outside of that and the offensive line, it's hard to see where like the the leadership is. I mean, the quarterback's the leader, but he's not playing well. Both of those. So units who are the guys play that, out of this world to cover for the the lack of? I don't want to say skill, but for the lack of production at the other positions. And listen. The two coordinator thing's a real thing. So their, their fate might have been sealed before we even knew it. And we just it just finally caught up where we're like, okay, now we see them for what they are. So and this happens in the NFL. Let me ask you this. If you're one of those coordinators and the playoffs come in, like you said, you yeah. might know your fate. Like, what are you doing to get ready for this game to, like, to give yourself the best, the best shot? Uh, this, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play practice. like Tennessee played last week. Well, I'm going to run the ball, right? But everybody on defense has to be flying around. And I'm gonna run some trick plays, and I'm gonna pull thing. I'm gonna pull things out of my hat. I might save them for if we get to the second round, but I'm gonna pound the ball. And I'm Mike Vrabel does a great job of covering for his team's deficiencies. Where is that right now? Mm -hmm. Because I don't even know what your strengths are. You know what I mean? Your strengths, you've kind of you've kind of just lost your strengths. You know, you thought about the explosive plays last year outside. They haven't had those. You think about the the pounding run game. You think about the the they got the, the, the big pass stretch rush. AJ in the middle of the season. Like that was wasted on a great run. There's just nothing. There's <laughs> nothing that I'm like. Oh yeah, that's what they do well. They can hang their hat on that. So listen, it's a big story because everybody wants to know what I'm going to say on this show. But when we're talking about 32 teams or 14 playoff teams, they're not they're not relevant like that. And just remember this, Eagles fans, because somebody was complaining last week about Kyle's assessment of the Eagles. And I know, like, if Kyle's team was doing this well over a five-year period, I'd be like, enough already. Like, I get it. I'd be like everybody else. I'd be fatigued. And I love Eagles fans. But you know what Eagles fans say? No one likes us. We don't care. Don't forget the second part. Don't be complaining that people don't like you. Don't be complaining that people want you. It's a good thing that people say Dallas Dallas and Commanders fans are chanting Eagles suck. It's not good right now. Did you not hear But that means you've, you, Jimmy you're, Johnson? you're somebody. We what, talked about what Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson said. last week at his induction into the Ring of Honor in oh, Dallas. Right. And he said, look, first I want to thank all the people that hate the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. And it's the same reason why you say you should appreciate the fact that people hate you. It's because they hate you because you're on top. People love Chicago Bears because people have proclaimed – Ownership have claimed ownership of the Chicago Bears. Sure, sure. I'll handle this. Kyle Shemmer, love the show. I'm a few weeks behind, but what's the deal with McAfee's armpit sniffers calling green lights reporting buffoonery? What are their qualifications on what reporting happened? anything? I, we we fucked up. Or, well, we didn't fuck up the report on Bill because I think Bill's going to get canned probably. Yeah. And we had put out the the report that we shared that the Bill was going to get canned. And I had an issue with the with the word um, uh, breaking because we didn't break the news. Yeah. 
And so we took the, the graphic down on, I guess, McAfee's show, and they had me on, and they didn't ask me like that. So if they use the word buffoonery, we can handle that another day. Yeah, I don't go to I'd be court. happy they to did. talk. I don't go to court. Did. I'd be happy to talk about that. I don't go to court. I'd be happy to talk about that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Bring Aaron. Yeah. He beat me a lot. It's yeah. time to pay back. So, so anyways, so we'll talk about, we'll talk about, um, We'll talk about the NFC playoffs in a little bit, but that's all I have to say God, about Philly. I can Philly. just get Aaron in a fucking headlock. Uh, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I like Aaron. I love Aaron. He's, yeah. you know, but headlock. Except go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That's it. You're up, don't you? I'm up. Yeah. I'm up. I thought you were saying more headlock. <laughs> no, 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 good. Just a couple elbows. Uh, <laughs> number four. Number four is going to be the Titans for all the reasons you just said. That's you. That's allocating. Your assets the proper way. That's giving Derrick Henry one more opportunity to cruise down the historic Route 22 um, and and show what he does best. I know that we've asked if he has gas in the tank, and I think that's a fun thing to play. Where is he going to be next year? Is it going to be Pacheco and Henry in Kansas City? That could be fun. I'm just saying. Derrick Henry, I think he's. I, I like. I like Minnesota. Minnesota. That could be cool. Um, or he and goes, his, and he his, goes home. And his usage was down this year. I was going to, you know, like you talk about Derrick Henry uh, and, and as, as many times as he's gotten the ball over the last couple of years, I think three out of the five last years, he had 300 carries. And even the year in 21 where he played like half the season, he, he had. And he had the rushing lead for like eight weeks after. 219. 219. And this year it's down. And so, yeah, he's had some injuries. But I think they actually did him a favor leaving some gas in the tank. And when you saw him running away from Cisco yesterday, you're kind of like, oh, this guy can still run. It feels like every year there's a moment where Derek gets out in the open field and you're like, oh, this guy can still run. And I just want to take a minute to appreciate, put him on the list, and be like, hey, tip of the cap to the Titans, tip of the cap to Mike Vrabel, the, the true identity that some teams try to find. They scratch and claw to try to find uh, an identity for their team. The Titans have one. They have for a while. And we may be seeing the changing of the guard in terms of identity in Indianapolis. I, I, in, uh, I, li- I, like, I like Vrabel in New England. If you're gonna if you're gonna replace Bill, but you we've just seen that bring somebody so back with a red jacket in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, no question. I mean, you got you, Mayo Man. You got anything else? No, that's it. That's number four. Number five is the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears. Yeah, obviously, because they're the they're the group that everybody's <sighs> going to be looking at for the next four months. All eyes will be on Chicago. Um, and I just you know we talked about Justin Fields last week, and I talked about being a prisoner of the moment. I have an emotional reaction a lot. I love Justin Fields still. I think his ceiling is as high as anybody's in the league. But unfortunately, um, he, even if he's playing at, at, his, at his top tier, I think Jordan Love's the best quarterback in the NFC North. And that's and the, the writing's ca- on the wall the for case. the Bears here. That's the case right now that, like, I think for people that – and I'm not ready to, to say trade Justin Fields. No. You're not? No. But what I'm saying is Jordan Love is obviously – yeah, the guy, and he's not going anywhere. No, he's in not. Green Bay, and that's the team that you have to beat. He's not going anywhere. But when you talk about a team, um, Green Bay is a better team. Yeah, right and now, the way they played yesterday, they're younger. The way they played yesterday, and and some people say, hey, just last year, last week, you said, hey, they're a playoff team, and I do think Chicago can beat some playoff teams. The team they just played was a playoff team, right? And I think they're going to give Dallas some hell, the whole thing. But I. <sighs> Listen, I understand, and I got emotional like you. I still think 
I still think Justin Fields can be – one game is not going to change what I thought last week. I it's just do not. think we need coaching change. That's – to me, to me, and the question is, do you feel confident that you can hit that with Justin? Um, because when I, when I watch this game, if you came out of here, and this is an indictment on him, there's one play that I can say for sure he, he wants back. And if he had hit this play, maybe we're having a totally different conversation. It was the drive where he threw that – hospital ball to commit, which was beautiful. You couldn't put it anywhere else. <laughs> and he's off platform, <clears throat> and he's, he's whipping his body around. Showing off. He's off platform because he's under siege. I, I love the, the ball at the pylon. I know it was incomplete. It was brutal protection up the middle yesterday. But I, think, but I think later in that drive on third and long, where he has an opportunity to hit the touchdown, he's, he's evading a sack. That's what was happening all day yesterday, and he can't quite get his body turned out quick enough to make that throw. But I would say to him, and they're chasing a touchdown there, just slow down and put touch on it. If I have one issue with Justin, the issues with Justin are sometimes he's, he's too fast, you know, and he speeds his feet up in the pocket when, you know, like you see some guys take one big step and make that move that, that gives Stroud's them a throwing window. Yeah. Uh, looking fast but not in a hurry. And, and, and you've got all that, but then sometimes it's being a thrower of the football, a passer of the football, not a thrower, and, and you know taking something off it in that situation. Had he made that one play, I think we're all sitting here today like, damn, he just took the Packers to overtime yeah. and he made that big play. Because when you look at the rest of the game, if you want to trade Justin Fields, fine. Because, hey, I, I feel like I'm talking outside of both, out, out of both sides of my mouth over the last couple of years where I've been like, Caleb Williams is a sure thing. Okay? And then now I'm like with Justin Fields, when I look back at drafting quarterbacks in the, in the top ten, it is a crapshoot. I call it Russian roulette because that's what it is with four in the chamber. But when I looked at that game yesterday, I didn't see a situation where Justin missed throws. No. I, I didn't see a situation where Justin fucked the game up. I saw a situation where – the play calling's not great, and the protection was even worse. And if that's what we were going off of as far as, like, the final look and you want to trade them, fine. That's what we know for sure. But say that, say that and know full well what you're getting into because you're going to bring a guy in that's never played pro football and 22 dropbacks, I think, last night, five sacks. And we went through all the sacks because a lot of times I'm like, well, Justin needs to speed up or somebody's open. You look at sacks, are they on the – maybe one yeah. he could have done something with that ball. Maybe one. So all I'm saying is yesterday is not the reason if you think that you're going to trade Justin Fields that you trade Justin Fields. If you're trading Justin Fields and, and taking a shot at this thing, you just have to know the risks. And I, I was talking to a Bears fan last week about this, Kyle, and he, I said to him, I go – you know, there are organizations, Philly, San Francisco, L.A., that have been to Super Bowls with worse players than Justin Fields and what he can be with one year of development. Yeah. <laughs> and I think most people can acknowledge that. There is an opportunity to improve him and make a run with the defense you have and with the assets that you'd add. That, there are those guys. Is that good enough for you to, to, to go to one Super Bowl maybe or to make a couple playoff runs? And the guy said, no, nah, I want a sustained run. I said, define a sustained run. The guy says, two times in the Super Bowl, not just once, deep runs, and you know, you're the favorite in the division a lot of years. Which I understand. What you're asking for in that scenario is a Mahomes. And, yeah. and like, if that's what the shot you want to take, and the guy finished the conversation by saying, and Chris, the best place to find that guy is at number one. Okay? 
I'm just his devil's advocate. Number one draft picks since 1990. These are these are the guys. I love this game. These are the guys. But this is real. And I'm not. Hey, listen. I understand whatever you want to do. You want to do it. I'm just telling you. I, I love to gamble. I don't like gambling with other people's money. And I feel like Poles is gambling with Chicago's money, the city, the franchise. If he makes that move, <laughs> if that's the gamble you got to take, you got to take it. But just so you know, the number one pick is not the place to find that guy since 1990. Here are the no's as far as guys that would have met that criteria of a sustained run. Jeff George, Drew Bledsoe, Tim Couch, Michael Vick. Now, I'd move on for Michael Vick, but that's not good enough for some Chicago fans. Derek Carr, Carson Palmer, Alex Smith, Jamarcus Russell, Matt Stafford. And the reason I say Matt Stafford is Matt Stafford didn't go to the Super Bowl with the team that drafted yeah. him. That's an important thing. Sam Bradford, Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, Jameis Winston, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. I, a couple of these guys I'd take over Justin. A couple, Okay. But to your point, Chicago fans, if you want a Mahomes, these aren't Mahomeses. The two guys that did do it, that went on deep runs and went to multiple Super Bowls, are the Mannings. And I don't know if I'd take Eli the only two guys. over Justin, but Peyton for sure. If you want to find that guy and roll the dice, be my guest. I think Caleb Williams is wow, sensational. Mannings. Sensational looking. Now, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Bryce Young, Kyler Murray, TBD, right? They, I think Joe Burrow's a hit. Whether he goes to another one or not, I, I'm not going to ignore Trevor's the point. Trevor's got his back on the ropes, and poor Bryce is fighting for his life. It's just a crapshoot. And, and, you know, like I, I'm watching C.J. Stroud Saturday night, and, and I know Bears fans are thinking, Fuck. this is it. This is what we got to have. Yeah. Good luck finding him because last year everybody wanted the other guy. Yeah. And so that could be Drake May. It could be Drake May. So so if you're going to make this decision, you can't just make it Caleb. It's got to be. It's so tantalizing. There's the right guy. It's so tantalizing though, because for so long Chicago fans have been waiting for their Prince Charming to come along, and this guy has been. You know, we've been sold uh, a bill of goods about Caleb Williams, and I love Caleb Williams. Chris and I were talking about this on the. Oh, he's fucking. He's a magician. He looks like a magician. Saturday night, doing my notes for my Sunday morning show. And I was lucky to be able to watch him play against Oregon and a few other teams in the pack. And let me tell you, they weren't in a lot of these games, but the throws, the the arm strength, the off-platform, the body rotation, the mobility, it just jumps off the fucking screen. And sometimes you have to trust what you see. You know what's funny, with though? Caleb Williams, I just trust what I see. And for a Chicago fan base that's asking for the perfect fit, who knows? Fuck it. It's like going on a blind date. You never know what's going to I just happen. don't – because of the numbers, I just am afraid. Call me scared guy. I'm afraid. You know, I'm afraid to make that move. We're finally on two different sides of the street, which yes. is cool. Well, I, but I'm afraid to make that move because most teams have to make that move. You know, I said it's a game of Russian roulette that's often left to the teams that have to play it. Like, I understand and, the and, Caleb Williams camp, but I also understand the Justin Fields camp. Okay. And also, there's two camps within the Justin Fields camp. Fans of Justin Fields yeah. game, which there are many around the league, that aren't Bears fans. Right. And, and they might Bears like having that. And they might like say, hey, Justin, we'd love to see you in Atlanta. In Atlanta. With a new co- with Ben Johnson. That's another thing you got to be that careful offense. of. Because Atlanta might give him the thing that you couldn't give him. And they're in your, you might see him in the Aye. playoffs. And so, you know, like, I, I just, Caleb Williams, as good as he is, if you're not going to change anything offensively, and maybe that's what you'd have to do. But another thing is if you draft Caleb Williams and you don't change the head coach, then you, you risk losing, like, like Stroud's doing great. 
I think he's special. But what happens when Slowick leaves? Like, is there a tiny bit of regression? I think he's regression proof. But you saw that with Jalen Hurts and Steichen. You know, you've seen it with Josh Allen, especially as he, as he is. The guy I want to make the corollary for fucking Justin Fields. I think, I think Justin needs help, okay, wherever he goes, okay? Uh, and last night, no bigger example than when they're, they're driving to tie the game and they're second and two. And they run that play where they got the wrong personnel out there. You have a wide receiver trying to block Rashawn oh, Gary. Rashawn Gary, who and Justin the best turns his, off in the league. And Justin turns his head, and nobody's there. And and it's like, what do you want him to do? Because the last time he turned his head and somebody was in his face was a Denver game, and he throws the ball, and it's a, it's a touchdown for the other team. So what do you want him to do in these scenarios? Like, I looked at all the sacks. You threw the ball 16 times. I kind of question whether you – I kind of question whether you just didn't want to get him hurt. And you almost got him hurt anyways because your offensive line's bad enough. But I kind of question some of these two-man routes in, in, where you're running blitzes and there's no hot. Like, I can't judge Justin They did get that. him hurt, and the officials are responsible for and it. And they didn't call the flag. I'll tell you what, they haven't called it one single time this season with Justin Fields taking off and running. I don't care if he's not a quarterback when he takes off running. I don't care what the rule says. The rules also say protect the head and the neck area. And when he's taking shots late, consistently. It just tells me the league doesn't prioritize safety for some players and it's a damn shame. Somebody said the franchise that passed on Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Lamar Jackson can't pass on <coughs> Caleb Williams. You just described, if you take Herbert out of it, like most of the league. Because 32 teams passed on Russell Wilson, uh, nine teams passed on Patrick Mahomes, and had he slid, I bet you more teams would have passed on him. And Justin Herbert, you were going to tank for Trevor a couple years ago. You're going to tank for Tua. Like, we've heard this before. I went through and looked at all the top 10 quarterbacks in their pre-draft grades. Patrick Mahomes was like 6.5 possible high-quality starter. Mitchell Trubisky was probably the a guy. Pro Bowl pro. He and he ended guy. up being a Pro Bowler. <laughs> yeah, and the MVP. So, and he got the Slime Award. But the point is, you just don't know. So if you're going to make this move, just acknowledge as a fan that you don't know. You don't know, and you are walking the plank a little bit. But the the yeah i put it this way, and we're going to move on. Justin Fields, what are the chances this team's back in the playoffs next year? 60% if he improves a little bit? 65? 65. Okay. What are the chances you find a Hall of Famer in the draft? Marvin Harrison. No, I'm talking about a quarterback. Well. I, I laid out those chances. 20%. Maybe. You didn't, spec you didn't specify position. No, I know. But that's what I'm saying. And, and I'm, but my God, could you imagine if Caleb Williams is Patrick Mahomes reincarnated? You, but then you, where, where's your Marvin Harrison? Can you get Caleb and Marvin? Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying if you get Caleb, you can do what CJ's doing. With that group last night, Patrick Mahomes would look like Patrick Mahomes this year. Mm. Which is pretty damn good. They could lose the first round of the playoffs. But it's pretty damn good. It's pretty damn good, <laughs> You Kyle, want Justin Fields or, or Patrick Mahomes this season? Oh, I take – no one would take Mahomes – oh, this season? Mahomes, they're in the playoffs, but they also have – literally great organization, organizational yeah. structure, and he's rare enough to overcome that stuff. Mm -hmm. For Caleb Williams, unless he's Mahomes, unless he's the, a top here. five quarterback in history, you walk him out on that field yesterday, I don't know if they win that game. So like the conversation of... You know what I'm saying? Caleb, it's not like, easy. We know that the locker room likes yeah. Justin Fields, and we've heard the vocal support, but we talked about this on FaceTime last night. I said, I just truly believe that if Caleb does show up, if he does get drafted by the Bears and they, they, you know, he does great 
in the first few weeks. He, he, he lights it up at training camp in the same way that Aaron Donald lit yeah. up at training camp. Yep. <coughs> Those players will have a change of heart. Okay, quickly. let's say he's just okay for eight weeks. Yeah. Those players that were begging for Justin Fields. What's the Fields, okay threshold? The okay threshold is your three and five. And, you know, he's, he's thrown some picks, but he's made a couple special oh. throws. And, you know, your offense is better, but it's not much better. Yeah. You know, then, then, then you look at that and you're like, damn, what it's the a re- fuck? It's a so, back. So I'm not envious of these guys and the decision they have to make. And nor am I sitting up here and saying, I know the answer without a shadow of a doubt. What the problem I have is the people that want Caleb Williams to say, I know the answer without a shadow of a doubt. Yes. You don't know the answer. My, my you problem, can guess. My problem is the Justin but Fields you don't know fans. The, the Justin yeah. Fields fans that are so emotionally attached. To Everybody gets emotionally Mar- attached. No, no, but they're so attached to him that they're willing to try to degrade other players that you're interested Kyle, in. Kyle, I've been fighting with Tua fans for three years, okay? It's like you can re- I, I you wanted can to take a lap. I wanted to take, without- I wanted to take a lap around my, my farm last night. I wanted to take a lap, a victory lap. Nobody's going to pat me on the back for being right about that. But when you watch the game last night, and so the question is, would you, would you, if Tua was your quarterback, would you trade up for Caleb? That guy was in the MVP race. So, you know, like, I don't know. Miami trades the pick to Chicago for Tua. I'm just saying. No, Tua, Tua wouldn't do well in that situation either. I'm just fun. saying, sometimes we don't know what the fuck is going on with quarterbacks. This guy's in the MVP race talking about historic offenses, and with the game on the line, that's, that's them. And, it, it, you know, so I, it's, it's complicated. What if the Bears trade, Good luck. Their, I want the Bears Bears to trade their first draft Harrison? Uh, trade their first to go back, draft Harrison, and then get a quarterback anyway. Quarterback in the later. It, that to me is the safest thing for your job security, because hey, listen. And another thing is, you could you could you could trade field next year. Sam Bradford got a one and a four. Uh, Jimmy G got a two. Now I've said this stuff before. Here's another thing: you could draft Shadour Sanders next year. Just make sure you trade your pick to somebody you know is going to be bad. You could be in the same situation, you know. So I I, I don't know. Anyways, that's that's America's teams. Let's was, get into that it. That was good. The the last America's team for me is our playoff teams, Kyle. Yeah. Kyle, this is the closest thing we get to a maternity situation as as grown men. We we wait for four months. It's not as long as pregnancy or as Which is or as strenuous. But we wait a long time. Ten months. Yeah. We we wait a long time. Gestation. The gestation. The gestation of this egg takes weeks, right? But we have no idea what the what, what the baby's gonna look like, and the baby looks fucking fantastic. I've yeah. never seen a wild card weekend like this. this and is fun. now there is like a, the baby might have a little cleft lip. That's Monday night. That's um, that's <laughs> Eagles that's, Bucks. Yeah, that's Eagles Bucks. But otherwise, the baby's perfect. You know, you've got look at this thing, man. We've got Dallas and Green Bay in a first round game. That's like an American. That's an American football game right there. Yeah, that's like America's team with a young quarterback going to try to dethrone them. And you got Detroit and L.A., the thing we really wanted to see with yep. Stafford and Detroit uh, and McVay playing against his old quarterback. Like, the storyline's galore there. And then also uh, make this point for Dallas, because I do think L.A. has has a fighting chance against San Francisco. People are going to say I'm crazy. But they've risen to the occasion when they play good teams, even on the road, Baltimore. Dallas has got to be pretty excited. Because Dallas could end up with three home games. Now, there's not a high chance of that. But if they take care of their business and they become Rams fans, uh, that's a situation that things could break right for them. Now, on, on the AFC side, 
we're going to talk about some of the big swings, but like, how about Miami having to go to Kansas City? Yeah, that's mm -hmm. brutal. I mean, how about the Bills hosting the Steelers who were dead, you know, six weeks ago? You've got some of the biggest fan bases in America rooting for their teams into January. It's pretty fucking awesome. You get Cleveland and Detroit in the playoffs and they're real players. You get a great rookie quarterback. I love this bracket. Dude. It's interesting to me that Cleveland's going on the road to Houston. You forget that Houston ended up winning their division. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the way that the chips fell there. But Cleveland, I was like, man, they have to be hosting, right? But they're yeah. going to C.J. Stroud and D'Amico. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's why that's why it, it broke so big for Houston, you know, this weekend to actually have a home game. Um, you know, they, they could be going on the road to play, play somebody. But, you know, they get Cleveland, and it's really hard to beat a team twice in a month um, or the better part of a month. Like, um, you know, Cleveland just curb stomped them. But, of course, they didn't have C.J. Stroud. Um, so this is going to be a, a really exciting weekend. Hey, Chris. Yeah. It's Monday. And let's, Monday is still game day. Let, and game day yeah. is the perfect That's pizza good. day. That's good. So Come. make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. Order online during our Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoff, plus all day Sunday to have your NFL game day covered. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. It's a pizza pizza win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery on our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, order your Little Caesars, and enjoy during the games. Kyle, let's start with the, the big game last night. And, and that, that, that really, it kind of it was the last Jenga piece. It was the last puzzle piece or whatever it is. Uh, Buffalo, Miami, you know it was at stake. Buffalo, thanks to the, the, the Jags, right, and them being the Jags, Oof. the Buffalo is playing with house money anyway. Something yeah. I didn't expect to happen, but if I'd have thought it out, I took the Titans. I felt like that, that was a variable spot. Oh, and I didn't. That was a big time variable spot, and so what it ended up happening is they go through this roller coaster of emotions, and I don't know how that team's dealing with it, but they're watching Saturday and they're like, "Fuck, we gotta win," and then the Jags lose, and you're thinking, "Okay, now we just have this wide range of things that could happen." I think for the Dolphins, this huge swing, not only having to go to KC, but also being below Cleveland, so you might have look at the forecast in Kansas City. Yeah. What do you think it's going to be like in Cleveland if they have to go there and the offhand chance that they have to go there? What do you think it's going to be like if they have to go to Buffalo? So not great a for a warm-weather team. Um, and, and I think Miami did enough early to be dangerous, right, in the run game. But I think what happened is after a while, the better quarterback just took over. And he spotted them some absurd situations in the red zone. Like that first one, it was like the Dallas game where you have this great drive, you get down there and you piss it, it away. like, what the fuck? And man. Dallas did it the way they do it, and Josh did it the way the he does it. The first few possessions for both sides, it was like ping pong there for a bit. It was, but for Josh, once the game settled in, and they go to the half 14-7, after they throw it short of the goal line. Can't believe oh. that the sequence before the half was just, I was scratching a, a you know, uh, open wounds into my head. I was losing, I was losing my mind up there. The guys were there, and then they left at halftime. They were like, they thought they were like, Chris has a lot on this game. Like, let me go home, and uh, and really, I mean, at, you know, because Sean, it just happened, and they they stick a microphone in his face, and it's like our quarterback can't throw the ball short of the goal line, and you can tell that as great as Josh is, and he's the reason they're there. Like at times, you're just like, what the fuck, but. For them to play like they played in the first half, leave points on the board, 
on the road down at Miami, even though Miami's shorthanded, I'll give them that for sure. This is a really good football team. When they're good, when the Bills are good, because they lost Gabe Davis down the stretch, they got whatever they wanted. Now, I know the Dolphins had guys down. I also think as the game went on, um, with Rasul going down, with losing a backer, with you know the injuries that were happening, it turned into a situation where it was like Fangio against McDermott. Who yeah. can maximize the, the talent that we have? And we are down some guys. And I thought the difference between these two teams, you got one quarterback who's an artist, and he can make the throw like the one to Diggs, which was like otherworldly. Yeah. And the and catch the was the great. Yeah. The play on the ball is great. And then the other guy, Cheetah, who I think there's nobody better. Nate always harps on this. A couple drops a game. You know, he had the drop in Baltimore. He had yeah, the drop on the pass interference. The drop on the PI, which you could argue, like, that goes for a while. <coughs> um, you know, and for Tua, who I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I think he's dinged because I'm not a big Tua fan, but some of the balls he threw last night were really bad. And Mike you know, like Daniel's reactions were evident of what was happening. Or yeah, what wasn't happening. I mean, he was shocked at some of the. I don't think it was the decisions, but it was the quality of the throws. But that's the difference between the two teams. And people can be in denial all they want about it. And we've been banging this drum. It's going to be hard for you to win that division. It's not like Jordan loves in the division. I know we said Jordan loves the best guy in the NFC North, but to 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 chase a team that's already got that division under control over the last couple of years. And to see that play out on that stage where you have all those turnovers and you still can't capitalize on winning the division at home with everything that's at stake, the difference in the quarterbacks is always going to be too much for me. And, you know, like the ball at the end of the game, you could say Claypool needs to run that route differently. I think Tua did a great job of taking accountability and responsibility for that. I think he's a great dude, man. And I think I think he should be proud of what he's done. He just finished a healthy season. You know, he A record season. He, he, he lit a lot of teams up. But the problem with the Dolphins are they do not like good teams up. Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting for somebody to be like, hey, Chris, I'll stop talking about it when you're like, Chris, you were right. Because every time they play somebody good, they average under 20 points a game. And they get in these situations in the second half, and I know you're down Waddle. He's down Gabe Davis. He's down Deion Dawkins. You know, like there are people down. I know you're down Moster, but you got this guy, A-Chan, who's fucking pretty special and a hard runner for his size. And to come out of the half, I am looking at Mike, too, because – a good play caller can make anybody look good, you know? And I, I've lauded him for making Tua look the way he's made Tua look. But you have to be better in situations where you're down one guy or you're down Mostert or you're down Waddle. You know, you, you have to let be me, better. Let me, let me ask you this. Like, so Mike is a guy that everyone harps on his first 15 and how, like, Miami kind of, like, they start out – they usually start out fast. They usually, usually have production. My question is, what's the issue with – a lot of teams or a lot of people saying like the first 15 is usually scripted so it's easier you know you're going to run them against what's the issue with scripting more plays well you 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 script you these, script you script that these offenses yeah. based on tendencies you look at your last three opponents you, but you're running them regardless right like you're running them you're regardless run, you're of running what, your what's, first what's coming 15 out. who's to say that you can't just recycle what we like and add stuff that we don't add stuff that we like in addition to our first 15 that's what happens at halftime you make a second 15, essentially, where you say, what can we take from the first 15? What are we throwing out? Yeah. Which looks, which, which looks do we give them that gave us looks that we liked? It's like playing Madden when you line up and you hold down right trigger to see the entire field. That's what the OCs are doing after they run their first 15. And through the first 15, that leads to their second and third 15s. 
to answer your question. So they are doing that. They're, but it's they're not, just they're AIing it. They're making it better. The 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 best the good coach. The best are. fifteen plays you got are your first fifteen, and that's why teams always look great. As you see, like great coaches like Steichen, they're gonna come down and score if Minshew doesn't miss balls. And the better coaches' first, first fifteen is setting up their second fifteen. And they're setting up their second fifteen, and then they're adjusting on the fly. And I I, I think. I think Mike's great, but you go to half, and this offense has been so predicated on having those two speedsters. We make a big deal about Cheetah, but having two guys that can run by you and terrify you with their speed, it's a big deal. And they're also good players. Like Cedric Wilson can run, you know, Claypool's a big, strong guy, but like they're better players. And, you know, like I also think not having a tight end in, in situations that like is a game changer for them, you know, they, it's like the Eagles with a linebacker eventually, and it's less visible. But like not having a tight end, Smythe is a guy you get the ball in the flat to or down yeah. the seam on a play action, something easy, timing throws. But he catches a game if he's open and you see him. Now, now the Dolphins I'm might go. The him. Dolphins might go to KC and win. There's no, there's nothing to say they can't win that game. Yeah. But I, I'm just saying it's hard for me to imagine them making a run year after year with the guy under center. And can I, can I talk about the Bills, dude? Yeah. God, I, I love the Bills. Yeah. I think I'm in love with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. A little bit. Just a little bit. Their heart throbs. Um, and like I can relate. So like in high school, my senior year, they let me take the direct snap. I had to change my number to nine mm -hmm. from 58. And I didn't get to throw the ball. We didn't have routes. It was just like run right, run left. But one thing I noticed when I was getting the ball in high school was <laughs> I was just bigger than the other kids. Yeah. And I was just as fast. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like I wasn't getting run down mm -hmm. unless it was a DB. And the thing that I see and I can relate to with Josh Allen is that he's just bigger and he's stronger, and when he's in the open field, he has the high ground. He has the clear advantage. And for, for me, the story of the football game, as is with most Buffalo Bills wins, are the scrappy gains, the second efforts, the ability to spin off of a, deflect off of a would-be tackler. That's the X factor for Josh Allen. In addition to that, I really like the run action that Josh Allen is doing, and Dalton Kincaid's a big part of this. Mm -hmm when they do that heavy run action across the formation, mm -hmm. and then he can dump it off. I mean, he can hand it. They've done a good job with the run game, but the ability to have those quick window throws with Dalton Kincaid in your vision is awesome. Tight ends were huge last night. <coughs> Tight ends were huge for them last night. His legs were huge for them last night. And another reason why like, I kind of am a sucker for Justin Fields is I see what Josh does. Like, and the way he gets them out of trouble. Like, they don't win that game if he's just a pocket passer. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of games they're in that they don't win if he's just a pocket passer. So, I, I think Josh is incredible. You just want to get the good Josh, right? And they're going to play the Steelers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. And Vic knows it. So, I was watching this game thinking, like you were saying, it was a chess match between yeah. these two coordinators, yeah. to call back on what you were saying. Uh, and you could see Vic knows it doesn't – you can't just add one to the rush. He was going engage eight. He was, and and he, he was like, we need to send as many people. And as he can. was getting to Josh, and Josh and Josh didn't look ready for it. But as the game went on, he started to respond to pressure yeah. better. I also think there was a really key spot. If you want to talk about like the throws you have to make when that's all you do, right? As you're a distributor of the football, you're a quick game guy. First and fifteen before that punt return, Tua misses short to Tyreek. You remember that ball? It's in the dirt. They're, they're trying to get up to the line and go second and short, right? But it's clear that he underthrew the ball and it's incomplete. So they go to review the thing and then they end up with a second and 30 at the 20 um, after I think a, a, a penalty or something. And then they punt to Hardy, which not only like 
like that ball is out of the back of the end zone or, was or, that it's, the arms or it's like a coffin corner kind of thing. I think it was. Yeah. It's like that's going to be a hard ball to return when you're punting at the 50, even if you punt. But I think that drive goes on if you hit that throw. And maybe you go up 21-7. Yeah. But what happened after that is not only you, you don't get the drive, you back them up, and that guy's got a lot of room. Booming punt. And obviously you have somebody get hurt on the punt um, and a punt return for a touchdown. And after that, it just felt like it was – it was Miami. It was Buffalo's game. That like at that point, turn, dude. and my boy, who I always talk to every week about the Dolphins, I saved the receipt of when he was like, after the the, the Cowboys game, I got a message from my boy, who's a Dolphins fan, and he's like, "You'll learn not to bet against Tua again." And I was like, "Well, first <laughs> off, like the reason I'm not like completely in the red this year is because of the Dolphins. the Dolphins." Okay, and then the next two weeks, it's been incredibly profitable. So I saved that receipt, and my man said. Uh, an ACL on a punt return decided this game. Stop it. And I think Dolphins fans, you got you got like you got to be more realistic, okay? Because that's not what decided the game. What decided the game is Josh Allen's a, a freak show and a plus, and you have a quarterback that's operating in a system that when it breaks down a little bit, he's just not as good, okay? And the defense could have been the reason. I still think Miami could make a run had they not had these defensive injuries. Because I think their defense is that good, and I've said this all year: if they want to make a run, make it winning twenty-three seventeen in the when playoffs. When they showed that Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb graphic with ninety, what was it? 90, it's hard to overcome that. Ninety-five pressures. It's or hard to overcome like that. that. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's hard to overcome that. So, so, anyways, we'll start with 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 the Steelers, who, as we mentioned, got it done right um, when they had to. I, I th this is incredible that they're in the playoffs. Najee Harris is an all-terrain vehicle. It's really good you have them in a situation like this. And Baltimore played a lot of guys. Baltimore did. I mean, for, you know, the thing that people forget when you're like, oh, the backups are in. I mean, these are guys that are, you know, they can't wait to get an opportunity to go play. So it's not like the Steelers are playing, uh, you know, a bunch of scabs. And also it's a division rivalry. So you knew this game was going to be tough. You knew it was going to be tight. It was going to be classic black and blue division football, which we've seen. And you take a look at the stat line from Mason Rudolph, and that's exactly what it was. I mean, they only asked him to throw the ball 20 times. Yep. Um, he completed most of those passes. A driving rainstorm, nasty out. He had a thing. fumble, but, I mean, it's a, it's one of these games where things happen like that, but no interceptions for Mason Rudolph. He hasn't been throwing them. They haven't been turning the ball over. I think a lot of people are judging this team based on what we saw from them so, for so much of the year. If it weren't for some of the injuries on defense, I think, Big hey, they can go TJ. give Buffalo a little, a little trouble. But And honestly, I thought Kansas City was maybe the best shot they had to go to Kansas City, so it didn't break right for them. But now they got to go to Buffalo. But they earned it. They earned it, and I don't want to judge them based on their point differential. I don't want to judge them based on who they were in October. I want to judge them on right now. It's a team that's not turned the ball over. They have a run game. Mason's cagey. They have a mismatch um, outside. They have a mismatch outside or two, depending on who you're playing. Yep. And then and then on defense, man, you got to trust people like Marcus Golden to step up. They've had guys like Eric Rowe step up. They got like Miles Jack off the street, okay? Eric Rowe had to play safety with Patrick Peterson, right? Because Mink has been down. So Patrick Peterson's had to step up and do some different things. I think Joey Porter Jr. has done a great job. You're going to get Minka back this week. So you're probably looking at Pat P and Minka playing safety. And then, you know, the backers. That rush plan is going to be fun. Well, Marcus Golden's still a good player. The and rush plan's going to be fun in terms of how they're going to add. Because, yeah. I mean, if TJ's not out there, which it looks like, I'm assuming that even if he is out there, as you know, these knee things are 
really debilitating. I mean, from an explosion standpoint and the way you want to bend that corner. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to make it. Not, it's tough. You know, it's, and it, even if he does, I mean, he's going to be uh, fighting an uphill battle. I, I just it's they got to bring pressure and steal possessions because the one thing they haven't been doing is turn the ball over. If they can get Josh to be bad Josh for two possessions, they get short fields. Like you never know. The 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 Bills have lost to worse teams than the Steelers. So um, I, I think, and honestly, as we get into talking about the Jags here in a second, um, and hey, Kansas City, Miami, we have to Kansas City, Miami. Here's what I think without going too deep in the preview. They had a lot of trouble with that team in Frankfurt, down Nick Bolton. Like, Kansas City is an untold imp- – they're going to improve going yeah. to the playoffs. you got to bank on that. I don't think they're going to turn the switch on, but they're going to play their best ball, okay, I would think. Vibes Whatever the, the, the version of that is, right? Vibes are high. You would hope. You get those guys back on defense. Miami's lost guys since then. I just think it's going to be tough. Okay, so the Jaguars, who had a chance to get in this thing. Very disappointing. And they fell apart ever since the terrible towel thing. Two and five since they were waving that terrible towel. Ah, I forgot about that. That's a real thing. That's what you don't do. Don't fuck with the towel. Sometimes we'll be up like 10 rounds in Counter Strike. It's first to 16. And Mm -hmm. uh, my buddy will type GG. Like the game. You can't say that. You don't say GG, bro. It's like when Waylon tells me I'm talking too soon (laughs) when I tell him this team's going to beat that team. Like kids are really into listen to the children. Listen to the kids. But Greta Thunberg's got the Jags. We're talking too soon. We were talking about the Jags like they were going to be pretty good. But I I just want to say because I did a little deep dive on the Jags. Jags fans, you tell me. But but I I don't think. I think with the way things were set up this year, you had scheme problems, you have personnel problems, and you have a quarterback problem. Now, is the quarterback problem one where it's like, oh, we got to move on from Trevor Lawrence? That's I crazy. I don't think so. You have a quarterback problem. They do. I know, but it just sounds insane. Well, with I, the things that we've also said, he's 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 got he's got all of us. He's got a lot of ability, and that's the reason. And I think he's a great dude, and I think he plays hurt, and I, I'd want to be his teammate. He, needs he to be must in the hyperbaric gonna, chamber the whole offseason. He must be really banged up I, yeah, I think sure. he's banged up and I can't completely put that on him because he's out there and he's he's sailing balls and that sort of thing but I also think there's a part of Trevor Lawrence and you guys know this from being players we all have a very specific personality in that moment of truth like we have personalities right here but as players we don't talk about it enough like the minute Kyle that you you make a block at the second level or you and me making a decision on what we want to do do we want to take the the underneath Mm-hmm. Do you want to take the inside move? Like in that moment of truth where that athlete and you makes a decision, what's the personality of that athlete? Trevor's personality is aggressive. And he's led the league in turnovers since he's been in the league. Tried to go Walter Payton. And I think you can be a great guy and a team guy, but also just not know when to, to say when. And I think sometimes you just, you just make the decision too hastily. And I think the turnovers have followed him in this stretch – I think this is his worst stretch of multi-turnover games in his career. So he's bottomed out a little bit. Urban Meyer's laughing. So and Yeah, and Urban Meyer, that was worse, right? Because they were just the worst team and everything. But like with the turnovers, the yeah, he's, he's, he's at an Applebee's. He's at a scratch and sniff store. With, yeah, so <laughs> I just think when it, com- when it comes to Trevor Lawrence, the way this team was set up, he had to be healthy and great for them to make a run. And he was neither of those things. When I say stop the run and run the football in December and January, it's not just because it's cold. It's not just because it's a cliche. It's because look around. You're playing a team with a backup quarterback. What do you think they're going to do? Okay? Trevor Lawrence is hurt. What, what should you be able to do? 
You're missing Christian Kirk. What do you need to be able to do? Zay Flowers is out a lot this year. He's not just out for like a six-week stretch. He's out a couple stretches. So the chemistry is really hard to get when you got guys out of the lineup and then Kirk goes down late in the season. And then on top of it, you bring in Ridley, which I think is a bit of a design flaw. As excited as we were, they're all like slot guys, right? You want Ridley inside. Now, you didn't play him inside, but more than a quarter of the time, actually like a fifth of the time. So I think the design of the, the organization is tough. You draft Tank Bigsby in the third round. You barely use him. You, bra you draft Strange as a tight end in the second round, and he's more of a point guy than, than, uh, than Evan Ingram. You know, usually with a draft pick, you look for the upside, right? Um, especially if you got a, a quarterback like Trevor, okay? Strange had a tough hold yesterday. I barely saw Bigsby. Um, you know, they're not on the same page in the passing game. You look back at that Kansas City game where we were like, oh, maybe Jacksonville's all right because they play with Kansas City at home, 17-9. They'll clean up some of these miscommunications outside. We know they got the guys. Maybe a microcosm of who they were the whole season. Mm -hmm. um, and and since, since week 10, 100 yards uh, twice as a team. 31st in yards per attempt. Um, and it all showed up yesterday when you needed to run the ball late. And they ran it they, last they, week. They couldn't. You figured you could just ride that momentum. But they're the, playing the Panthers, you know Yeah, but I mean? at the same time, a run game is a run game. Bro. I know, like, but when I, you're – I don't care who we're playing. But when you're playing Tennessee, but it's not. Because bodies that's an outlier. Bodies. That's an outlier. Because there's all those games leading up that that's who you are, and then you play Carolina. If a run game was a run game, it would worked the five, six games before. And so all I'm saying is Tennessee – I was excited about it, and it just didn't come to fruition. I mean, as an offensive lineman, I, I think – these are guys too. They get paid too, and we say that every week in film. I mean, even in games that you shut out the opponent and you score 19 points, you're going to get your ass kicked some reps. I think Tennessee. I think Tennessee. Then those guys need to get paid more because they stopped it with they stopped the run with a light box. Yeah. You know they they didn't commit bodies. It was disrespectful. And, and Jacksonville's whole thing is, hey, first second down. Maybe it's because we're not that confident in Trevor's arm right now. Maybe it's because we can't run the ball. Their perimeter stuff wasn't working because those guys outside were coming down and hitting people, unlike the guys on Jacksonville outside. And on top of that, their they're first and second down passing is a lot of stuff out onto the perimeter. And that just wasn't getting going for them. So you have a schematic problem. You probably have a quarterback problem. You have a tackling problem. You haven't tackled well this year. Look at that Spears touchdown early. It reminded me of like one of those long touchdowns against Cincinnati where I'm like, guys are changing speeds. Guys don't really look like yeah. they want to be there to make the play. Uh, guys just aren't great outside. And so you have, you have those problems and you have a discipline problem because if you go through all the third downs on this team, third and seven, misread, uh, ball behind J Zay Jones, third and seven. Third and three, Ingram drops the ball. That's an interception. Then he throws another pick. Call that the money down for a reason, dude. Th third and fourth down, you're short of the sticks on both both third and fourth downs. And then the last drive, the quarterback has to make a play. He misses Ridley. And then the last two plays, not just the 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 plays, but the play calling. It's second and two. The clock's not an issue yet. Mm. Run the ball or get it out on the edge with something quick, but but trusting your guy who's banged up, who who audibles to a QB sneak earlier in the game, by the way, himself with a bad shoulder, like that's not the way I'd want to make hay on that drive. You didn't have a problem with the clock at that point. Pick up the down and and then keep going. And so I think they have a play calling problem. I think they have personnel issues. I think they have a quarterback problem right now because he's turning the ball over. And the Titans got whatever they wanted on the ground. So your defense, in a game like this, where you're like, you know you know what it is coming in. It's a fucking variable spot. Lawrence is hurt. We got to stop the run. 
This guy averages 100 scrimmage yards for the better part of a decade against the guys in the division. Can we just do this to go to the playoffs? And they couldn't. They got in bare fronts. They couldn't do it. And any time they ran behind that big son of a bitch, Skaronsky, Kyle, they got whatever they wanted. Bully that ball. guy Bully is ball. a fucking hoss. Okay, so I want to give Mike Vrabel a lot of credit. I also want to say the linebacking play up for the Jaguars is bad. They've invested a lot in that room. It's not good in the run fit. Um, you know, Vrabel hides the shortcomings really well. And this was a Vrabel spot, and now you're not going to the playoffs. I want to shout out Trayvon Walker because my man, who's all he's been getting compared to is Aiden Hutchinson, and I do think Aiden's better, but Trayvon's been taking a lot of shit. He's got double-digit sacks this year. Small market. You wrote him off as dead. He's, he's putting it together. I'm not saying he's Hutch, but, man, that's a pretty good year. And Josh Allen was sensational all year long, and he wasted it. They wasted his year. Um, they let Arden Key walk in the offseason. That, 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 that stuff matters. Arden Key's out there making plays for Tennessee. Like, they need to be deeper a pass rusher. They need to be better in the run game. Stouter in the middle. They're not stout. The linebackers weren't great, and they don't tackle well in the back end. So I don't know where you go from here, but Balky hadn't done a great job. And I said this, Doug, it's going to be a stressful offseason. They're going to be talking yeah, about it, it. So, And you're Duval Mayor, so yeah, I know. you're feeling it. Are you? I mean, 8-3, and three, and you missed the playoffs. With, with a, <laughs> they lost like their last five of six. With a tight end who had a career season with two good rushers. Yeah. I mean, you just got to finish. ETN's a guy that we all enjoy. Yeah, but running it back, I understand running it back with Doug, but running it back and doing the same things no. is going to get you the no, same no, result. No, 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 no. no. You know, um, must so, have been fun so, for the Texans to see that win and know they get the division. And the and the Texans get the division. And it's magic, and and I think when you look at that game, it comes down to the end of it, right? We're talking. We're going to talk about the fourth and two or whatever it was, but Minshew right from the first drive to the coming out of the second half missed key throws like and I understand on fourth and two that you've thrown the ball on fourth and short but that entire drive you three straight runs to get to 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 that down and you know you put the ball in Minshew's hands it's kind of like the Detroit throw where it's got to be on the right side of that guy on the third two-point conversion. It's a gimme throw. There's somebody in the window, but you got to make the throw. And I feel bad for the guy who dropped it, but that ball's not on target. And that's your season right there. So if it comes down to your season, that's that's the call. I don't know, judging by the, the, but judging by the game. I loved the call. And they led the league in passes on fourth down but also that play call in that moment was awesome because everybody in the stadium is thinking well they got to go to they got to go to the well one more time granted personnel was different in the backfield um and i give him a lot of yeah credit. they took goodson, homeboy off the field i give goodson a tremendous amount of credit for the post-game interview what a man that dude is what a teammate um but the play call i like the play call it was a bad throw um, he did get it on his hands. You got to bring that thing in either way. But it, the setup, the natural pick was happening right in front of him. <coughs> First down, touchdown. We're telling a different story this morning. I know, but we always say analytics, right? We say, well, analytics take, you know, they tell you what you need to do. And we fight back and say, but you got to feel the game. And to me, the very reason that you wouldn't let Minshew drop back and throw the ball, like you, he, he said, fuck it, this is going to be the last possession. And I understand why, because C.J. Stroud is going to rip your heart out if you give him a minute. So they just said, 
Because from the very first, Minshew misses a throw on, on their first drive, and then they kick a field goal. All they've done is score touchdowns. He was off that night. Shroud right off the bat, moon ball. And you're like, okay, this is what we're up against. Yeah. A, a quarterback, right? And coming to the game, I said, I believe in the team that's got the quarterback. Um, but at the end of the game, knowing what Minshew's been playing like, I just, I, I do think, yeah, that's who you are, but you got to feel the situation. But I understand it's, it's open. I liked it. And as an O lineman, I really liked it because that quick game, it, you're, they're not. They're like, all right, we're going to take that out of the equation. We're not going to take you getting stuffed or them having an A-gap ad or a you know, cross dog, something you have to sort out on the run. We're just going to dump it out and out-leverage these bastards and play 2024 football. And I appreciate that because it adds longevity to these linemen. No question. I mean, like, I understand that, that that's it's, I understand it's open. I just – you got to feel the game, in my opinion, with Shane. And, and also, like – C.J. Stroud, some of the throws he made late, you know, uh, to Collins or to Schultz. He took some shots. Like, he got hit a couple of times. Buddy, he's special. Okay, yeah. so, <laughs> you know, like, if you want to go find that special guy, if you're one of these teams, like like I said, he might be there or he might not at all or he might be not the guy you thought was the special guy, and that's the crapshoot of it. May the odds ever be, be ever in your favor. But for the AFC South, again, we call back to Jacksonville. They come into the season, they're like, oh, we've got this division for a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, like they just they just tanked in Houston. They got Tennessee's going to – they're going to decline. All these teams, Colts, they're starting over. All of a sudden, you're staring down a team that just damn near made the playoffs with Gardner Minshew. They're going to get Richardson back. Houston, they got – a guy, a dude with a capital D, and then uh, and then in 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 Jacksonville you've got this problem that I just outlined, and so it just is all flipped a little if, bit. If you're in Indy with the um, disappointing way the season just ended, are you still? If you're on that team, are you excited for the future, thinking about barring if your quarterback yeah. comes back and he he's healthy and dude. he gets back into the flow? Yes, because you have he's a not only a great play caller, but the guy with, with the with the big office is calling the plays. And I love that in the NFL where you know that guy's not going anywhere, right? You got Gus Bradley on defense. At some point, maybe you, there's better coordinators, but he's a pretty good coordinator. Um, I don't think they were tremendously talented defensively. They went on a run of a bunch of sacks over a span and – and, you know, like part of it was who they were playing. They can get a lot better. Mm -hmm. And they damn near just went to the playoffs. I, I, so if I'm Indy, I'm excited. That fucking Jim Irsay, he's wacky, but uh, – and yeah. he made the right hire this time. No. You know, the guy that hired Jeff Saturday also hired Shane Steichen. Wild. That is um, well, it's like Houston, you know, the hirings and decision-making there, like the ownership. Um, yeah. They got this one right. Should we do our – like, be, before we get into the NFC real quick, well, let's get into the NFC because I do want to talk before mentions about – Can I pee while you intro? Yeah, I, I do want to talk about before mentions. I want to talk about possibly the, who we think should win the awards, you know. Um, but but in the NFC, pull that, pull that playoff picture up again because what it really came down to was, you know, how those three teams played yesterday. It was going to be Dallas – Philly and Detroit in that order of, you know, like, are they going to take care of business? Dallas, I thought this is a lot of credit to them because Washington just last year, they had a, a game kind of like the Eagles game where they got their asses kicked when they were supposed to be playing for something. And yeah, it wasn't like a huge gain for them last year, but they, it would have helped to play better. 
and they played terrible. And they come out in this game, and if it's not for that block field goal that Chris Olsen, uh, Greg Olsen actually, his brother's Chris, jinxed the fuck out of. They lined <laughs> up so and they pissed. were like, bro, it, it was insane how hard they jinxed that thing. And the noise, because I had Cowboys first half, the noise when the ball hit the guy who blocked it was just so loud. They ended up in a ball game, but but those guys really did handle their business. And I got to give them credit for that. I'm not saying they're a different team than in the past. We'll see in the playoffs. But handling your business in this spot is a good sign for them. And I know it's just Washington, and Washington had every reason to lose. They end up with the number two pick, the whole thing. By the way, we didn't even talk about Bill Belichick. They got the, the Pats end up with the number three pick. Um, and maybe we'll save that for the end. Uh, but but I think I think for, for the Cowboys, it was a good day at the office, especially when you look at the Eagles. Cowboys are hot. They're hot. The only time they cooled off, really, was, uh, was the Buffalo game and the Miami game. Can't guard C.D. Lamb. Here we go. He's got a great cadence. <laughs> but, but, but here's the deal, man. I, the Eagles didn't take care of business. The Cowboys took care of business. The Niners... That game to me was all about watching how Carson Wentz would play, and he he played. He, he did great. he did inspired. some good things, man. He played inspired. It's also and maybe he's next year's Baker, where where Sean gave him a little bump because Sean gave Baker that bump by making him look good. And you say, oh, if you can coach it, it's in here at least for a game. Maybe Carson gets another shot because of this. So if I were a backup quarterback that wanted to revive my career, I'd go play for a Shanahan, a la Sam Darnold or a McVay a la Carson Wentz. And another twisting of the knife, I know he's playing the backups, a lot of those guys, but for the Jets, like, you let Joe Flacco, mm. you know, fall through your hands. You didn't even really take a hard look at Carson. Maybe you did. Maybe Aaron Ixnayed it. I don't know. But they didn't bring anybody in who was legit. And, you know, the Jets are sitting here off that New England game, and they not only won a game, so their draft, their draft spot doesn't improve, mm -hmm. but they're, they're, this season was awful. And so Carson Wentz, nice job. Um, nice job. And, and I also think we should talk about in the NFC with Detroit, one of the biggest topics today. Laporta. Was Laporta. And, and Kyle, we, it's so easy here to be like, he shouldn't be playing the whole thing. You know, they just – did they leapfrog the Eagles yesterday by winning? No, they stayed the they, same. They stayed but the same. The NFL but, but screwed had, them by putting the game at 1 o'clock because then they don't get to see what's going on. That was what really fucked them because they they got to play. I mean, like, you have to play because if Dallas loses – You could that's, be the two seed. You could be the two seed. And so, like, there's no way of knowing that. And somebody that tells you to sit your guys down, I also think – we talked about this with Brandon Staley. He's an easy target. People love to, like – make a point when it's time to make the point with a guy that's easy to make a point on. And like Brandon, when he lost Mike Williams, people said, you idiot, the whole thing. And I, I heard some whisperings of more respectfully that sentiment with Dan. We pulled up the stats last week of teams that rest their guys going into divisional round that have a bye or, or, or play the next week. I mean, it's just not as simple as that. Like they're, the majority of teams that rest their guys lose in the divisional round. Now, wild card, we didn't look at that, but had he rested those guys, who knows? This guy could get, Laporta could get hurt any play this year. Kelsey was set to play yesterday because he needed 16 yards to get to his eighth season of 1,000 yards or more. 
And I believe that they probably saw the Laporta news. And, and they were like, yeah, take your probably not worth it. Because there was nothing to gain for them there. Yeah. They're they locked into that spot. guy. And so I'm not just caping for Dan. I'm telling you, the numbers are on Dan's side when it comes to playing guys. And I heard Bill Cower get up there on CBS. And I'm a huge Bill Cower fan. But he was kind of like, yeah, you don't play him. And I don't know. Did he ever play guys? When, 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 yeah. So, um, Jerome Bettis was rested. So, that was the it was 2004, it was Big Ben's uh rookie year, and they rested Ben, uh, uh, Plaxico Burris, and Jerome Bettis in their week, like final. But did they ever play guys when they didn't have to? They they played dudes when they didn't have to as well because they started a couple guys. And if you you live in a glass house there, you know, like it's easy to get on the, the post game and be like. Wait, I'm not sure that chance. But if he's played guys at some point in his career when he didn't have to, a lot of coaches have taken this risk. And so I, I don't it's just whether I, you get snake bitten or not. I don't look at Dan and say he ruined it for them. Now, this is a big deal for them. And he's he, he said today, he actually said like thirty minutes ago that there's an outside chance he plays this week. And hey, that'd be a huge team, lift. I don't know what he'd look like. I've had bone bruises on my knee, which is like, ugh, it just makes you feel icky uh, thinking about it. The bones just smacking together, and what happens is all that blood gets in there to try to heal the area, and you got a huge swelling issue. So, like, that's unpredictable. This guy's going to be trying to control his sweating. Edema. I can remember times where, like, I had a thigh bruise, and I spent probably every waking minute in compression or ice to try to get that thing down. I've seen, I've gotten it drained where it got a bunch of blood pool in your thigh and they put a big needle in there and suck it out it's like black blood Jeez. it's the same thing with knee when you, get, when you get your knee drained it can really help so we'll see if they can drain that I never thing. had the trainers you had well kyle i think like with o-lyman you're just generally you swollen. were in the tree at princess bride they were just like strapping you to the table and yeah they were okay. they were also forcing me to play not forcing me to play but encouraging me to play when okay, i when go I on go on well no i mean you know like yeah yeah there's plenty of tape out there nudging where it's you. like, you know, you shouldn't. They're nudging you. But but the bottom line is I think the Lions can still win this game. I also think the Rams can win this game. And this is that nightmare scenario for Lions fans where you're like, you had to choose between the Packers who throttled you on Thanksgiving or uh, was that Thanksgiving? It feels like a million years ago. And you got to choose between the Rams who have this, like, emotional advantage over you where it's like Matt Stafford coming home. Like, this would be – Terrible. This season capped off with Nick a Mullins loss. went for 368. So, I mean, you got to think that Matt Stafford's going to be munching down those blue chews on that long flight from Los Angeles, getting ready to drop off some Johnny Sins at the old <laughs> Ford Field. You know what I mean? He's going to be dropping that dick off. <laughs> like that. He's going to show him how big the D really is. Yeah. I Listen, I, I don't know how to call this game. I will tell you, I already bet the, I bet the Rams at plus three. I think it was at like plus five when it opened, oh, and well. everybody jumped on it. I'm betting the Rams. I, I'd like to think the Sharps jumped on it. I think I still think Dallas can win this game, but I think it's a close one. Or Detroit, Detroit can win this Detroit. game. I think it's a close one. With, with, with Green Bay and with oh, Dallas – I, the go line's like pack, seven and a half. Go. The line's seven and a half. I yep. can't tell if they're just trying to beg us to take the Packers, but from what I've seen, from what Detroit was able to come in there and do and win a low-scoring game if it weren't for that two-point conversion, I think Detroit. I think the Packers, with the way they ran the ball yesterday, can do that. They can hang in there against this team. And Jordan Love's been really cool. You know, a lot of turnovers at Dallas can cause a lot of problems. Matt Stafford and the Rams saw it earlier in the season. 
if they can take care of the football and run the football, they actually have some matchups up front in pass rush if they have a decent game plan where they can hang in this thing. And time possession, you know, like they did it to Kansas City earlier this yep. season. They had the same thing a little bit against Chicago last night. Those are home games. Can you do it on the road? You know, because you don't want to play this game down. You don't yeah, want to play it from surprisingly behind. Surprisingly enough, I think that the Packers fans will travel incredibly well to Dallas. Really well. It'll yep. be like we heard in Miami last night. They're like, you hear that roar down there? Those are the Buffalo fans. That could I mean, be a they're part owners, so, you know, Packers fans are owners. So Here, here's my question to you guys. Extreme ownership. Rank the quarterbacks and how they're playing right now in the NFC. The quarterbacks and how they're playing right now in the NFC. Uh, Give me Dak. I think it goes Matt Stafford. Dak Prescott. And Dak. Love. And Jordan. You know? So the point, the, point, the point I'm making is. Baker. The point I'm making Jaylen. is when you put it in your little long shot Super Bowl bets, you might want to sprinkle a little something on the, on the, the Rams. Now, I'm not saying they can win it, but is it worth $20 to win, you know, a few thousand yeah, it'd be like twelve hundred. Yeah, I mean, like the, these guys can beat anybody. I'm not saying that if you line them up ten times against the elites, they're going to win more often than not. But they can, in one game, beat anybody. They showed it when they go to Baltimore. You know, they 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 bust two coverages. They get a punt return. Yeah, I mean, Vegas agrees with you. Last night we looked at this odds, and it was sixty to one. Today it's forty-five to one. Yeah, I, I think the Rams are a tough team, and so keep your eye on them. I think the Packers – listen, if the Packers beat the Cowboys, that would be a really interesting game in San Francisco because well, – That's a Bevel Conway. There are people that would tell you that Jordan Love's a better quarterback than Brock Purdy. I, I mean, I'm not sitting here trying to argue that. I, 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 After what I've It's seen a small recently. sample size, but judging by the weapons that, that Green Bay has been able to do this with – and you know what? How his floor has looked higher than Purdy's floor, and so you you have a fighting chance if you're Green Bay to make a little run. You have a fighting chance if you're LA. That's why I love this. There's two teams that I don't think can make a run. And that's the Eagles and the and the Bucks. We saw it in the Kansas City Green Bay game where I was like, you know what? It's kind of Mahomes-ish. Some of these things, like the te- the, I'm not saying on the field. I'm actually specifically saying on the sideline when the defense is on the field. Yeah. The way that when they pan to him. Yeah. He's not Jalen Hurts stoic, yeah. But you can tell he's emotionally invested. Now I'm be, Jordan loves the stud. I'm being told we're Purdy haters. I think I love Brock I, Purdy. I, we like Brock Purdy, but some of these fans want their dicks literally. I'm sucked. a Bears fan. I just they, watch, they want me I to open watched, my mouth. I just watched Whoa. Jordan Love do things. I'm just tell you that's what they want. Anything short of that, open your mouth and what? I'm not going to finish. <laughs> but that's what they want. They want unless you say that he's the MVP, which which we saw. You were saying he was the MVP before he played Lamar. Okay, so who's got a better track record with this thing? I think the guy's a fringe top 10 quarterback. I think he's a t- top 10 quarterback. Do you know how much of a compliment that is? There aren't a lot of those fucking guys world. walking around it's on a that. big world. You can praise Brock Purdy and say that the Packers would not trade Jordan Love for him. I, I don't know they that the Packers would, would. They would say, hell no. And so They you, would say, fuck that. You, you fans, uh, sometimes you want everything strokes so hard, you're not going to get it on every show. You, I mean, like, we're telling you that you're, you're the odds-on favorite to win this thing. And take well on the You're NFC the side. Pick. You're the chalky pick, and you should be. You've earned it, and Brock's earned <coughs> being in that conversation. But what I am saying is, you just asked the question correctly. If the Green Bay would they trade a one for one for Jordan Love and Brock Purdy? I don't think that conversation is an easy one for Green Bay. No, and San Francisco might say no too, but they'd be talking. Uh, somebody said Chris was about to go in on that mic. <laughs> nah, Derek, I wasn't. I was. I was going to stop just short. 
you know? Hashtag edging. Um, <laughs> so Brock's a good player, and you're the, you're the favorite, but all I'm saying is these two quarterbacks for these two wildcard teams are playing top three to four ball in the NFC. And if you went over to the AFC, I don't know a lot of guys that are playing better ball than Matt Stafford. Yeah, I mean. The MVP is, but. Boy, does he have a nice set of teeth. Find me a guy who's playing better, better quarterback than, than Matt Stafford in the AFC. Other than Lamar. Other than Lamar. That you can say with certainty. Because, you know, I, I'm, I think the world of Josh, and I take Josh over Matt because of everything he can do. Joe Flacco. I don't think you can say that Joe's had a better year than Matt Stafford. I guess I'd take C.J. Stroud for one game. I just like C.J. Stroud, I would take. the upside. C.J. Stroud, I would take. But the way Patrick's played this year, the way Tua's played this year. How lucky are we? We get C.J. Stroud. We get Joe Flacco. I'm just talking about for this run. We get Patrick Mahomes, Tua, Mason Rudolph. And Mason Rudolph is Mason Rudolph. Here, let's play another game. What do these quarterbacks have in common? I almost meant to make it an America's team. But I was looking, these quarterbacks in the playoffs, let's see, where were they drafted? Because we're having this conversation. Jalen Hurts, bottom of the first, shocking pick, right? Second, second top pick. of the second. Uh, Baker Mayfield, he's, he's, he's your, you want Baker Mayfield? Go get him this yeah. year. You want Baker Mayfield? You can go That's get him. one. There's your one. Matt Stafford, he's a one. Jared Goff, he's a top five quarterback. Yep. Okay, but would you take him over some of those guys? Jordan Love, later round guy. Dak Prescott, where was he picked? In the teens? He was like a third where rounder. Where was Jordan Love picked? Dak was like the fourth. Third rounder? Round. Third rounder. Dak okay. was fourth. Josh Allen wasn't the consensus guy. Uh, was Jordan I think he Love like 28, 26 or something like that? Mason Rudolph's a diamond in the rough. Patrick Mahomes, 10th pick. Tua, 5th pick. Uh, Stroud, not the best guy in his draft, according to people pre-draft. Joe Flacco, he's a top pick, but he's on his fourth team. So the point is, like, these guys come from all walks of life. Some of them are top five picks. Some of them are top five picks you wouldn't trade up for right now. There's also uh, an interesting thing here where I was looking at where these guys, what part of the country do most of these guys yeah. come from? A lot of them come from out west now, but there's only, like, one Pac-12 guy in the, uh, in, the, uh, in the playoffs, I think, right now, Jared Goff. Okay, a lot of Big 12 guys. Hmm. Big 12, Big 12, uh, SEC. Jordan Love, I don't even know Utah where State. that school plays football. They play in, in, the, the, Mountain in the Mountain West. Yeah. Dak Prescott, SEC. They play like Air Force. This is just a fun exercise. I'm not saying there's anything that comes from it. But, you know, Josh Allen, he was playing out in Wyoming. Uh, fucking Big Patrick, for Purdy. Patrick Mahomes, Big 12. Purdy, Big 12? Yeah. Big 12. Big 12. Big 12. Yeah. So there's just, I mean, like. I never know what those teams. If you're looking for one commonality in all these guys, I don't know what it is. And and they it's a fun it's a fun year, dude. It's a fun year, dude. It's just people it, like well, it speaks to the fact that you don't know much about projecting a quarterback when we're drafting. It could come from anywhere. You just don't know, man. And so the best earlier is Russian roulette, right? It is Russian roulette. And if you're Christopher Walken and you want to play in Deer Hunter, you you might not end up on the table with the with with the A1 sauce everywhere. You know what I mean? Yikes. Well, that's, that's what happened in Deer Hunter. <laughs> Great he thought going on downstairs. Yeah, I don't know what it is. We should go fuck him up. All right, so, uh, Kyle. Yo, I got an you, ad read here. Do you want to do your ad read? Yes, yes do I do. Your well, read. before we get to our Miller Lite moments, which everybody comes to watch and enjoy, Whatever you're looking forward to this football season, there's one thing that pairs well with every great moment, an ice-cold Miller Lite. Whether you're at the stadium, you're playing fantasy football, you're watching the game at home, Miller Lite is here to make your football season taste like Miller time. 
From kickoff to the clock runs out, you can't go wrong with a Miller Lite in your hand. No, you can't call. It's the only light beer with a taste worthy of our national obsession. Because what's the point of having a beer if it doesn't taste like, well, beer? There's no point, Kyle. It's only got 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving with a smooth taste and a crisp, clean finish. You get the taste you crave without the calories. So this season, crack open a light beer that hits your taste buds so hard you feel in your heart. Make it Miller Lite time. Miller time. All season long, get Miller Lite delivered right to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Greenlight. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. And we've got a big announcement. We would like to say congratulations to Danae, who won our Miller Lite sweepstakes. She's going to be coming to hang out with us for the conference championship. Hell yeah, Danae. Way to go. Thanks for watching. Big deal here in Charlottesville. Yeah, that's awesome. New friends. No, we're psyched. We like new friends. Not too many. Mm -hmm. I'm like Drake, but I need a couple friends. A couple new friends. Few new friends. Not no few new friends. friends. (laughs) All right. Shout out to the tweet and the leaders. Should we get into the mentions? (laughs) Mentions. Let's do it. Mentions, 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 mentions. Kyle, why don't you go first? Yeah, you go first, Kyle, because I'm I'm making them up as we go. Let me just pull out my list. It's not that one right there. That list? Not that one. Yeah, it is this one. Okay. You know, you guys know how we do this thing. We give out a couple awards each week. It's a big Miller list here. So for best flight, I'm going to say best flight is the Texans coming home from Indianapolis, playoff bound with a weapon of mass destruction, C.J. Stroud. Anything can happen when you hold It's like w- Con Air. Oh, Didn't they have a WMD on that plane? I think it was just – no, or I just the bunny, just or they were just prisoners. they were just it was just prisoners. Prisoners. So it's not like Conair. No, they had not like Conair. I'll think of another <laughs> flight that's like Conair. They had a couple CP. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no WMDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go worst flight. It's me. It's actually worst car ride. Last week I took, uh, I called ahead to get a car service to Richmond Airport to fly me to my job in New York, and one to return. And on the way there, I noticed. Um, I wanted to crack my window, you know, it was a long drive. I want to get some fresh air. The window not opening. I thought really nothing of it. I just kind of leaned back in my chair. We got to the airport. The guy pulls up. I got to open my door. Door won't open. Child. Oh, you've been abducted. So what's my first reaction? Breathe. Second reaction, try to open the, you know, you press, you do the latch lock. Mm-hmm. I pulled it. It came out. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> Too strong. strong. At this point, head. my sphincter goes, <laughs> and I was like, "Defense, yeah, defense, yeah, and then defense." He, yeah, he he got out of the car and let me out, and I was like, "I got out of this one okay." Yeah, but it made me think about, you know, my daughter traveling when she's sixteen, seventeen, or my wife if she gets in an Uber and somebody does have bad intentions. It's no bueno. But the funny part was when I got home, back to Richmond Airport, I, I go outside to meet the vehicle. Man, it's the same guy. <laughs> and on, no fucking way. It's the same guy. And on the ride home, he, it was cold. It was winter. And I was a little bit under the weather. Um, he had it on 60 degrees air conditioning. <laughs> a bigger guy. 60 degrees. And I'm like sitting back there freezing. And 30 minutes in, I'm like, dude, I'm sniffling, sneezing in the back. I'm like, can you, can you turn up the, the temperature a little bit? He cranks it to high. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but I'm you. like, what have I created here? <laughs> so I sit there for 10 minutes waiting for him to inevitably start sweating like I am in the back, and he doesn't. He's just playing this survivor game with like me. Like an NBA player. They and don't then, sweat. And then I was like, 
I leaned forward and I said, you have to find a happy medium. <laughs> you went from low to high. Mm -hmm. He was like, what do you mean? Uh, <laughs> what are you and, talking about? I leaned forward and I touched his, I started tapping his screen from the back seat. I was like, this says 85. It did say 60. Could turn it to find a number between those two numbers. 84. He went to 64. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. This is, this is so at that point, thing. I just gave up. Is, wait, what nationality was this guy? He was actually Brazilian. He was actually a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, he had had a stomach staple surgery. Yeah. So I bet he was a giant guy before because yeah. he was still a pretty big guy. And yeah. he was. So when you me. said turn it up, he was like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like Brazil. He's like, he's getting <laughs> It's like the Amazon, dude. It was, it was great. He was a nice guy, but I thought I was being abducted. That is hard to do, though. Like, to that person's events, uh, someone who's driven Uber before, trying to gauge someone you don't know, like, how they like their about temperature. as a good starting spot. <laughs> because you probably, and also, too, he's probably gotten some type of review where it's like, this guy had it fucking freezing in here, and or this guy had me sweating on this ride. So. Can you like thinking that? <laughs> oh, it's an escape room. Like <laughs> this is fun. I was getting ready to. Oh, go. you're getting abducted. Yeah, Kyle. I think you'd be the worst person to abduct. I was like, come find out. <laughs> the worst. Like I don't even know how I would do that. The worst. Like, all right, stand still. I got to tie you up. Well, see, you're gonna have to fight for it. What? <laughs> what? Until uh, no, no. <laughs> Look, it'll be hard. I don't. No, thank that. you. No, thank you. Ah! <laughs> so you run into Dwight Howard. Yeah. <laughs> Met your match. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Meet your match, Kyle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, this show is well, off the rail, <laughs> and I'm going to throw you guys out of the moving car. That is this show. I think I was doing okay. Yeah, he went over the edge. Okay. <laughs> Unless you got some plates. Kyle asked if I want this pussy, and then I Nate know, brought bussy, up Dwight bussy. Howard. Bussy. Okay. Bussy. Oh, what? Not even put bussy. What is bussy? Like, Boy pussy. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> bussy? Saw that at the Bass Sporting Goods. Oh, I saw some bussy in Alabama at the we at the best best pro shops. Carp got his dick. Yo, I was like, did the carp take his piece? Yo, you know, like I didn't know if maybe there was some Yo. sort of shad in there that eats that eats dick. But imagine having that shift, being like whatever age you are, you're just trying to go to work. You're at Bass Pro, maybe smoke the bowl before you go into work, <gasps> and some fucking lunatic <laughs> What's comes in the store. Well, Kyle, who hasn't it. thought about swimming in that fucking thing? Yeah, not when naked, you're at Bass bro. Pro. Well, no, that's the problem, especially if you're him. Like, I'm not doing he, anything naked <laughs> if I'm him. He I pulled up the edge go, like that, Ariel. I don't even go to the bathroom. I don't even go. I just pee in my pants. Is that supreme confidence or supreme delusion? That's supreme mental illness <laughs> or drugs is what it is. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy was doing ice in the parking lot of the fucking uh, Bass Pro Show. Which leads me to my next ad, BetterHelp.com. <laughs> BetterHelp.com. And extends. <laughs> no, fucking. You think that dude just snaps out of it, whatever drugs he's on, and he's just in the, no, like, the no. waiting cell? Did you like, see the next jail? picture was him laying on the ground <laughs> in a puddle <laughs> on like the stonework floor of Fast Pro Shop. He was pulling but an aerial. He came it looked up like to the, the Monopoly the thimble. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it. The, he was leaving in handcuffs and they were doing a side by side That's with a like pussy. Uh, a Greek statue or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the Greek statue. Yeah. All those Greek statues, they had tiny pieces. <laughs> Ugh.
Tiny pieces. In the old days, it was uh, it was frowned upon to have a big piece. I think there was some race some racism there. Well, you know how some of the statues that people were pissed off about <laughs> coming down like, in the nah, south. Nah, Maybe you could guys. replace some of those statues. Replace Robert E. Lee with guy with a tiny dick at Bass <laughs> Pro Shops, and do <laughs> it, like it and do it just like do it just like the Michelangelo's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like David, yeah. Don't need a lot of clay. In the old days, though, they were like, you got a big piece, bad guy. <laughs> yeah, none of those fucking, none of those statues were packing. You know what I'm saying? They're like, what a bright young man that is right there. Bless his heart. <laughs> yeah. He, nobody likes that, you know? Um, oh, where do you hide that monster? What's, what's... Um, How about a... Bevel Conway Award. Yeah, Bevel Conway. I've, I've got those. that. Bevel Conway, the guy at Bass Pro Shops. I've never <laughs> felt more confident about myself than I did watching that video. That was incredible. Okay, Bevel Conway. Um, Bevel Conway. Kyle, you want to go? I haven't given best flight, worst flight. Here's my best flight, Kyle. Um, Buffalo, dude. Y you know, I can't get the, 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 the sight of... Josh, man, watching Josh on the sidelines, looking at his iPad like my kid when he's in trouble, if he had the iPad, like that's as, as they're driving, he's like, I just blew this game. Like I'm looking at this iPad like I don't know, no idea what's on this iPad. I'm just thinking about the fact that we don't get to play in Buffalo anymore. And then the game ends and you get to go back to probably the most electric playoff atmosphere. It's up there. And you probably landed at fucking three in the morning. And there were people on the tarmac. Like I remember Children. in years past with the Bills, right? It's yeah, like, kids why are up these kids in bed? Yeah, but but I mean, like, I just think playing in Buffalo, going back, getting on that plane, knowing you not only won the division. I mean, there was a time this year where we were like, they're going to finish fourth. Yeah, and they made the change that they had to make. You know, you talk about having the gumption to make that change. The Eagles had to make a change at some point. They didn't get the change right. Um, they not only hit the change out of the park, but the quarterback and the team followed through, even with the injuries. So great flight for them. Worst flight, I'm going to go with Atlanta. It's so short. After a game like that, you want a longer flight, you know, because you're up there in first class. That's as good as you're gonna, it's going to get now. Arthur Smith has to pay for first class. You know, uh, he can't well, be on a chart. Well, now he's going to be on another team being the OC. But – you know, for the t this is the last of the good life as an NFL head coach. You're the first guy on the I don't plane. think he ever paid for flight. Mm. It's the worst flight, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right, because the FedEx planes. Mm. But they don't have a great track record, as you can see from Castaway. Mm. But, but as, he got <laughs> on that, as he got on that flight, you just know he's like, this is your last hour or 46 minutes or whatever it is from Atlanta to, or New Orleans to Atlanta that what, I can be the head man. What cocktail are you getting for that last flight? Cyanide. <laughs> Yo, you gotta chill, bro. Can you can I trouble you for some cyanide, ma'am? Because I think Arthur Blank's gonna fire me at twelve oh one. Cup of bleach. Yeah. Uh, oh, so bleach is a little far. So, <laughs> so twelve oh twelve oh one. When they say twelve oh one, I just said cyanide. What 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 um is this Eastern Standard Time? Are they trying to trick Agent us? Did Orange. they really call? Did did he really get a call, or is that an email, or are you really calling my phone? Like professionally after midnight? What if they treated him like they treated Browning up in Cincinnati and they like told him they fired him third hand? They never do that to coaches. Isn't that interesting? Um, Browning. Yeah, Browning. Best seat in the house. Who's? <laughs> the seat. Or or the or or, or the or the, the just the I'm done. Best seat in the house. No, go Jake Browning. What this tells you, you never heard of Jake Jake Browning and all you simps are online. 
Like, look at Browning's girlfriend. That's right. Even the third stringers are doing well. Yeah. You know, so you can make fun of these backup quarterbacks when they don't play well. But but Jake Browning's got his main thing front and center in Joe Burrow's suite. And she's taking over the suite. Just the same way he took over that team down the stretch. So I had the in, entire Browning operation. Bro, you see you see what you see how crazy just a bodysuit can send the internet into a frenzy? It's just a bodysuit. You white, know what I'm saying? Like it's a, a bodysuit. Body it's a bodysuit. <laughs> but hey, this is the year of the sweets and chicks in the suite getting a lot of attention. Yeah. So touche to her to sweep in at the last the she last should. week. Marketing. To get your to get your little viral shine. I love it. But also, I just think it speaks to she commanded the room just like Jake commanded the room down the stretch and and they're a power couple, Look man. Look at that. I am rooting for this Browning unit, man. They fucking this guy, he'll be back unit. next year. And that's another reason, okay, Kyle. That's another reason that I think <laughs> all these games in week 18 means something, right? We didn't even talk about that game, right? Seattle's doing victory cigars after they won the game. They're not even in playoffs. Like, it's been a long road, man. It's been a long road for these teams. The season's 18 fucking games long. We go through a lot. And for the Bengals to finish that way, it obviously meant something to them. And for Jake Browning, who knows if you ever get this moment again. You know, for some players, their career is defined by one run. And, the clock, and so the clock strikes midnight for everybody. Yeah. It depends on when. And for him, the reality is next year he's going to be backing up Joe Burrow because it's not like he has an opportunity to get out of his contract. So, like, this, these runs are special. But you don't know when T. Higgins is going to be. T. Higgins probably just plays the last game in yeah. Cincy. Yeah. You know, um, they've got some good players. We mentioned it in the preview. A lot of guys probably playing their last game for their teams. The Chargers, I don't know if Keenan Allen played. Uh, I think he's hurt, right? Um, but, like, okay. there are guys that aren't going to suit up anymore. Tampa Bay, this could be Mike Evans' last weekend in that uniform. There's just something Kansas about City? the end of the season. huh? Yeah, Kansas, Kansas City, City, I'd love that. So uh, i got to do my Bevel Conway. Sure, Bevel Tonight's Conway. national championship. Go blue. Uh, Anti-Bevel Conway. So, for me, the anti-Bevel Conway would probably be um, – there weren't really any hideous matchups. I'll say this. The Bevel Conway for me was the last game in New England for Bill in the snow. I know it didn't go the way that Bill wanted it to go unless he was carrying – I mean, throwing on fourth and one. But I, I think he wanted to win that game, and I think it also speaks to how difficult our game is, okay? The greatest coach in history, the hoodie, the guy who I owe a lot to, and I really respect, and most people around the league would put him in that spot as the greatest. His run ends with losing to Robert Sala and the Jets in the snow, you know, 17 to three or whatever it is, 17 to six, 17 to three. It's, it's hard in this league. And like, no matter who you are, it's hard in this league. And, and I think watching, I, at the end of that game, there was a lot going on, there's six, seven TVs. And I'm a big fan of Bill, and I understand history of the game, and we're watching all these TVs, and there's important things going on, but I cannot take my eyes off the last 18 seconds of that game. They're just the camera's just stuck on Bill. He's got his like his who shiesty mask on, his balaclava on. <laughs> he's got a hoodie on. Gonna hit a lick, and he's just staring out on the field. And I can only imagine what he's thinking. This is decades in this place, and maybe it felt like the last day of school. But I think also there was an immense, probably, sense of like bittersweetness where it's like, look at what, what I did here. And he's not a guy that ever soaks it in. 
But I hope he was able to soak it in, man, because I know it's not the way it, it, he wanted it to end, but you'd be hard-pressed to find guys that played for him that didn't really love and respect him. He's and, a goat. And I, 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 I always tell these stories about Bill where I'm not a big part of his story, microscopic. Um, but he always treated me with respect and shot me straight from times where I didn't play well doing something that maybe I wasn't very good at. And he would tell me, hey, like, you're just not – this isn't working. Or, you know, me leaving that place on my own and then, you know, people saying, well, you're probably not going to get a text back from, from Bill if you ever reach out to him. He, he, he'll text me back. You know, like he texted us about this show when we complimented their travel arrangements. You saw him on game day, how funny he can be, how like – how open he can be. I think the guy's great, and I think if you talk to players that played for him, they love him. I hope and we get to see Bill on a desk somewhere <coughs> in a studio. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. But so would seeing Bill coaching again. Yes. I want to see him coach again. Equal parts that and this. But it was eerie to me, man. I, like, watching him, they kept the camera on him all the way down in that, that weird staircase that goes into their tunnel because they enter from, like, behind the 50. Behind the benches. Final walk off. Like, and, uh, and that final walk off, you knew when he crosses this threshold, you probably may, might never see him again in this in this outfit. <laughs> and if you know the pieces in New England, it's like you see Bears, uh, who's like his right hand guy, walking him in that door and probably knowing this is it. And Bears takes a look back outside and then they all disappear into the hallway. And it's like, I felt like I was watching history. Like, I felt like I was watching the last time we saw some historic figure alive he's alive and he's going to coach somewhere i hope but it was the end of an era and the gravity of that last 30 seconds for me was surreal i mean i i got a lot of respect for the dude i got an anti-bevel conway is jalen hurts finger that, yeah that was gross that that picture or that vision of like the tip of that finger he's just like pointing <laughs> pointing the opposite way for any guy that plays football. That's kind of one of the main things. I, I think for D linemen and maybe O linemen, you think about for your career, you're you're really lucky if you get through your career without any like finger injuries. So lucky. there's so many little things yeah. that can happen. Your fingers can get caught in helmets and ear holes and jerseys. And it's things that you don't really think of, but that is usually the outcome is something small like that. But it's just it's a bad look, and there's not a lot you can do yeah. to fix fingers when they get like that. I'll, I'll give you one. It just reminded me of this story, and it's it's a little bit off, but it'll come back. It, this week, I talked about my kids watching games. I don't know if you guys were in here when I was saying this. We were watching the Eagles-Seahawks game. Waylon stayed up for the whole game, and it was really cool because I get to start telling him, like, who are the players? Like, explain to him, hey, that Devontae Smith guy, watch him. Yeah, yeah, he does everything me. right. I love the way he operates. He's a hard worker, the whole thing. The last couple nights, I was getting a text message in my phone from um, a TG. And Waylon's like, who's that? I'm like, Todd Gurley. He's like, that's a funny name. Gurley, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, let me show I'm like, that. I'm like, let me show you something. <coughs> and uh, I showed him his highlights. And he was just like, and then I go, I got another one for you, Steven Jackson. So then I roll Steven Jackson's highlights. And this kid's like, it's cool to explain to my kid all these people that maybe I play with or played against and see him realize who they were in real time. So the other night, TG FaceTimes me. And I, I put it on Waylon, and he couldn't even answer the question. He has Steph Curry jersey on. He's like, 
Steph Curry, Hans is your favorite player? And Waylon goes, <laughs> and and just like, and then and then my wife walks up and we get off the phone with with Todd and she goes, uh, she goes now show him Marshawn Lynch, <laughs> and I showed him the Beast Quake and he was just like, <sighs> he goes he goes Dad did you ever tackle him and I was like look at my hand bro yeah he ran through an arm tackle and I have a plate in my hand because of him, so you know like there are scars that guys get and it's funny like one of my fingers is like it goes straight down. And I can't straighten it. And I remember exactly how I broke those two fingers. Yeah, it's like that's Troy it's Smith, like fisherman. Like I landed on Troy. You know, it's like you got stories, <laughs> and they're all in your hands, bro. Yep. You know, you can remember the moments and the guys you played against. But it's also been cool. I will throw that in as a viewing party or a best seat in the house for Waylon getting to Facetime with Todd great. Gurley. It's like it's it's a fun time <laughs> in your life. Frankie says touchdown now. Oh, that's awesome. Which is cool when football offensive ball. head coach touchdown. Uh, so I'm doing Hollow Man. Yep. Anybody? Oh, I got to do my anti Bevel Conway. Um, Laporta getting hurt. Damn. I'm going to go to Hollow Man. Anybody that doesn't have Peacock, if you're a Miami or a Kansas City fan or you're just a general fan of the National Football League, Swifties. Don't get in the Peacock headlock this weekend. Download that app. Get a friend. Get, oh, you know, yeah, you get work, a Tinder match. Tinder, right? Put in your About Me looking for some, some Peacock action mm -hmm. this week. And go watch the yeah, yeah. Go watch the old Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Stream Dolphins. Stream East is gonna break this weekend. That, that's gonna be a Pebble Conway. If it snows and you got that, yeah. Stream East, dude. I've been on that Stream East. Bro, shout out to them. I've been on vacation. Nothing else I can do. I don't know how Stream they East do is it. like the most illegal. Well, I don't but know how they get around it. Me either, but it's been the best one. You can like, get on there for, and see any game. It's been the it's best on one for a while. You usually have a few sites that you can go and watch yeah. live games, but it's the same thing that YouTube is. YouTube gives you the full game in like twenty minutes. But you got to pay for YouTube. No, after the game. Yeah, I'm no, talking about you gotta, YouTube you TV. Watch, you got to watch it during. Got to watch. Damn. All right, so what's next? What have we not hit, guys? Do you have a Hollow Man for us? Yeah, Hollow Man. Um, Fuck, I'll probably say Nick Sirianni just to keep it Philly themed. I, I don't hate the guy. I, I like Nick, and he's always treated me with respect. And I think he's 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 a good leader, but he's got to get these hires right if they're going to keep him around. And I think it'll probably be a thing where his he's handcuffed, and if he keeps his job, they're going to probably say like, "You gotta, we're gonna me and Jeffrey, Howie and Jeffrey are going to make the hire." So for him. You know, like he had so much power off that Super Bowl run, and you just struck out on it. Now, I still think there's po possibly a future for him. I mean, like I like Nick, and the guy just was in the Super Bowl, but you got to understand the the city, right? Mm -hmm. And ultimately, when it comes down to a team playing hard, because there's getting beat by the Giants, that can happen, especially if you're not that good a team like them. But to show up like they've showed up in some situations down the stretch here, that falls on the head man getting these guys ready to play. How many games is that in a row losing? It's five out of six, I feel like. I mean, it, it's just been never-ending. Be, that'd be a bad way to end the season. You know, as Jameis Winston said, uh, I don't know how much worse it can get. Yeah. <laughs> Jameis, can we just watch that interview? It's a great interview. <laughs> oh, my God. What's next? What do we got? We got Fly on the wall. wall. Fly on the wall. I have this one. Okay, so fly on the wall, then we go best and worst. Is that how we're going to do it? Um, fly on the wall and then fly on the wall. Memorial. Fly on the wall. Eagles locker room post game. Woo! Don't want to know. Don't even want to be there. Don't want to know. Don't want to be there. Don't even want to 
I mean, that's got to be ugly. You know the kids that walk around, they collect the equipment staff that are, like, collecting your underwear and your pads after the game? Like, <laughs> trying not to, like, get in anybody's way after that game. Ripping off your jersey and it hurts to get your jersey and your shoulder pads well, off? I can imagine being one of those kids just like, uh, Mr. Brown? Yeah. Yeah, can I get you your pack thigh your pads? Bag? Yeah. Can you pack your bag, please? <sighs> Fuck. I am packing my bag. I'm not talking to anybody. It's the worst after a loss, especially on the road, because you're in a cramped locker room, and there's it's shit all over the floor. It's ass to it's, ass, shoulder to shoulder. It's, it's thigh pad to thigh pad. It's shoulder pad to shoulder pad. And then the worst is, like, you're trying to pack your bag, and the media comes in and they're standing on your stuff to interview like Brandon Graham. There's like 40 people in there. There's a guy split-legged over your shoulder pad. And you're trying to just dry your balls and you're right here and people are like in the way. And you're like, excuse me, media members, can I get to my locker? I just played in the football game. And then can I pack my bag? Can everybody get the fuck out of my way? Yeah, you don't want to lose your shit. Um, (laughs) Fly on the wall, I'm going to go with any team that was banking on trading for Fields or Kyler. Because Arizona came out and said that they're planning on sticking with him, and I don't blame them, honestly. If I was a team that was in that was in the the running for a quarterback, and I I really wanted to take a shot, like, and Arizona would pay some of that contract, like Kyler, he's played some good ball. Now they've said they're sticking with him. That doesn't mean they won't trade him because saying you're sticking with him is like projecting that it's going to be hard. You got to really come correct. Mm. And the same thing I think with playing Fields. One thing I didn't say about Fields is like trying to read the tea leaves on that thing is tough. But the way they use them, maybe they are trying to trade him. You know, so look for the smoke screens over the next couple of weeks where we're like, oh, we're going to stand pat or we're not sure because a lot of times you're trying to set things up. So if you're Atlanta or you're some other team, like as you've watched the season go. How has this affected your offseason uh, and the plans you have? So now I go... SDL. SDL Memorial. SDL World. Memorial is going to go to Antoine Winfield Jr. Yeah. Pro Bowl snub. Got snubbed. All pro play. He's going to be an all pro. But we don't know Buda Baker. But we, didn't, we don't know Buda Baker. We are fans of Buda Baker. Like that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I got, I got STL Memorial... I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Kansas City Chiefs, just the whole team, you know, just to to get that win yesterday. I don't know how they did it. I don't know who played. All Wait. I know is Chris Jones hit a fucking incentive. Did you see the sideline after his sack? Here's an SDL memorial for you, DeAndre Hopkins, who per the broadcast last night had millions of dollars of incentives. Uh, some of them more unlikely than others, but he could have walked away with like a few hundred thousand, I think he did, yep. on yeah. some of it. I think it half but, a million. But they said that he didn't even come up to Tannehill the whole week and say anything. Do you know how cool that is? <laughs> Do you know how cool that guy is? Do you know how cool DeAndre Hopkins is? Do you know how much we should protect DeAndre Hopkins yeah. at all costs? Yeah. Because he's not only a great football player, but he's a great teammate, man. Um, I don't start stuff. I mo- just finish it. He just finishes it. <laughs> And he doesn't come up to his quarterback who's playing in his last game. And Tannehill maybe deserves an STL Memorial because Tannehill, Derrick Henry gets the mic after the game, and that's great. He should, and that was awesome. And I got a lot of respect for Derrick Henry. Tannehill, we gave him his flowers early in the year. That guy to come in the last game, get that win, it means nothing. But to get sent off that way is cool. And I think Tannehill, although he wasn't the perfect quarterback, there's a lot of credit for that, is it, Ron Ben. Is it, is it messed up what they were doing, trying to stop Puka from getting his? Yeah. <laughs> or do you think yeah. that's like a little extra, like they're trying to, trying to do that? Well, 
I don't know. Does it tie into the Dennis Allen thing at all in your head? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, by the way, a top defensive coordinator is now available. Wow. Don Wink Martindale and the Giants are parting ways. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a head coach. All vibe But teams. somebody might take a stab at this cat. Mm. And I don't know what that means when you look at Brian Dable's security. I think it probably is a good sign. Yeah. Rappaport added that he resigned. Oh, he resigned. Mm. Jeez. Wow. Resignation from Wink. They probably told him he can't you can only blitz 40% of the time. <laughs> he heard about the Freedom Caucus. Yeah, he heard about the Freedom Caucus. It's great. You want to be in the Freedom Caucus. If you missed early in the show, it's not the actual Freedom Caucus. It's just coaches that can do whatever the fuck they want. I don't want to do exit meetings. I resign. Fuck them. Best seat? I already gave it to, uh, yeah, there's a couple of those I already My gave out. My best seat is uh, Jim Harbaugh at the game, the Michigan game. That's true. You got the buy. He's gonna be hanging out watching. You talking about John? John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh watching Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, John watching Jim and Jack watching John watch Jim. It's a lot of J's. Just J'ing off. Yeah, the big J off. All right, game ball. Game ball, man. Uh, Oh wait, my worst, my worst, my worst seat is whoever the first coach is that has to come into Vegas to get the the coaching interview. Which is fake. And it's a fake seat. It's his wife. Okay, let's let's roll. Let's role play. Fake his seat. In let's the house. role play. Okay, <laughs> you're Mrs. Long. Okay, I'm Coach Long. How's the job interviews I coming? I go first. I go first. <laughs> <laughs> you always talk to me this way. <laughs> okay, babe, I got a job interview coming up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, is it for one of the warm weather teams? Yeah, it is. I think you're gonna like it. Are there a lot of hookers in that city? <laughs> I'm going to Las Vegas, and they say it's a faux interview, which means I'm going to sit down and pretend to do an interview with this team so that they can check a box. That's and not what you would tell her. And upon complete, <laughs> you wouldn't tell her that, Kyle. And upon complete, time out. Twenty second time out. Kyle, here's what you got to do. And then they won't offer me anything. But I go to Vegas for three days. No, no, no. What you, that, that, Kyle? You just, you just gave the game plan away. <laughs> You're my wife. You actually just gave the game plan away. I'm going to say, no, you're not going for some fake thing. Mark, that, I'm out. Here's what, you need, here's what you need to say. Babe, huge opportunity for me. You, the Raiders, you ever heard of Jim Plunkett, John Madden, fucking bunch of other guys. Howie Long. Tons of names. <laughs> so many names. Cost of living is, 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 is awesome in that city. Yep. And, um, you know, there's a lot of shopping, you know, uh, if you're and, into that. And I could really get this job. So this is a very important trip to me, and it's important that I make a good impression, so I'm going to stay for seven days. So then now now, yeah. now you go do the job thing, or I go do the job thing, and you're at home watching ESPN, and it says, biggest idiot in sports. Like Kyle, first, Lo- the, coach's wife. The person biggest, who lets. Yeah, <laughs> because this wasn't a real interview. This is not real. No, no. Okay, up my worst seat. Okay, my uh, my my uh, my uh, my game ball. Game ball. My, my game ball. My ha uh, ha. <laughs> uh, you remember when that was a dope song for a while? Mm-hmm. Live your life. Hey. All right, all right. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Game ball. I'm gonna give it to uh, to our Three, guy in two, Buffalo. One. No, I'm gonna give it to Ken, uh, not Ken Dorsey. I'm gonna give it to Joe Brady. Uh, Joe Brady. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to Joe Brady. Jay Stroud. Because that could be the most seismic thing that happened in the NFL this year. If at the end of the season they're in the bowl, you're gonna say Sean McDermott's decision to go to Joe Brady and what he was able to do with that offense 
even with Josh Allen's shortcomings, relatively speaking, down the stretch in some of the biggest games, they found a way. And I think Joe Brady has a lot to do with that. Maybe he'll get some head coaching interviews. Which would suck. Yeah. That's the, if that's I was one of these teams, I would pay Joe Brady like as much as the head coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've got more money than God. There's no coaching salary cap. If I was Chicago, I would pay Brian Dable more than Brian Dable's making in New York. And if I had fuck you money as an owner, I would overpay these coaches to come in and be an offensive coordinator. Oh, you want to move on in two years? You can make more here. You know, like and money's you don't green. Have to do as much. You know, so I would overpay some of these guys. Keep them in house. My game ball, CJ Stroud. I think that's it. Yep. Facts is viral moment of the week. My viral moment of the week is going <laughs> to an airplane door was violently ripped off during Stop. a flight at 16,000 feet in the air and, first, and forced an emergency landing. Luckily, the people who were supposed to sit next to the door missed the flight. How good is that for them? A, a kid's Jennings shoes situation. and headphones. Buddy Holly. And two phones had fell from the plane at 16,000 feet, and they found those two phones, and they still were working. It was Alaska, <laughs> right? It was Alaska. It was Alaska, Alaska Airlines. Yeah. I mean, insanity, dude. Look at the size of that hole in that plane. Crazy. What are you doing in that situation, Kyle? I mean, the, the oxygen masks, the oxygen masks drop down, and people are like. And you know, in those situations, they say always put it on the little people first, or put it on yourself, yourself first, yeah, and then assist others. People were like, "Yeah, yo, imagine like." So here's my that's I'm, I'm definitely the guy that if I get on a flight and it's not full, the first thing I'm eyeing out is if the exit row where the door is has open seats, so I can maybe you would have been that guy. Extra room, me too. To to get, okay, can you can I move to this seat? And in some flights and some airlines, they'll, they'll outright be like, no, because you didn't buy the seat. And I was like, imagine being on that flight and sitting there mad because a stewardess basically probably saved your life. There, there's a hilarious <laughs> picture. It's hilarious because nobody died. But like a couple decades ago, it was like Great Britain or something. It was over in the UK and they were flying this plane. It was a big old plane. And these they flew into a flock of geese. Oh. And uh, the, the, the geese put a fucking hole. By the way, when I was a St. Louis Ram, we were flying back from San Francisco. The pilot said after the flight, they thought they hit a Cessna. They hit so many geese. We lost an engine and we had to land with one engine. Okay. Now, these people in the U UK, the geese fucking, they, they, they caved in the front window and the pilot flies out of the front window Jeez. and he's, he's hanging on. They're holding him at 10,000 feet, trying to land the plane. He's out there just like, he like one of those things on the side of the road. At you know, where they're trying yeah, to sell something guys like this. Wavy, wacky, that's, arm flailing, yeah, inflatable That's tube what in. he looked like on the side of the plane. And when they landed, he just, he, he, that was the worst. He flight. had like uh, two broken Emotional arms, broken damage. <laughs> Emotional I'm damage. I'm suing the fuck out Frost of that bite. airline. Yeah, he had everything. You saw this picture? I've seen this. I don't know if the picture's real, but the story's real. Man. Somebody said. Who took that picture? Somebody, I think, it, I, I don't know. Maybe one of the F 16s that was like, look at this motherfucker, dude. <laughs> look at this idiot. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> you fly a plane. In the British Air Force. Shout um, out to those phones and maybe those phones, if they, whatever phone cases they have on, they have like real good marketing shit now. 16, our cases work. 16,000 feet fell and it still works. The commercial should just be the camera. Getting <laughs> through the air. Everybody have a great, great week. I cannot <coughs> wait. I got Rich Eisen 
uh, Tuesday night, me and him are going to chop it up. I, what I did to Rich is, and I know Stu Gotts did this to me. You know Stu Gotts at Dan Lebatardi? Yes. Mm-hmm. I love Stu Gotts. Big shout out to Stu Gotts. And big shout out to Dan. I want to publicly apologize to Dan Lebatard because last night I texted him right after the game like an asshole. <laughs> like I shouldn't have done it. You know, because at one point I, I made my stance on the Dolphins clear on his show, and he was like, if the Dolphins go to the Super Bowl, you got to get a tattoo. I was like, no problem. I never picked out the tattoo because I know it wasn't going to happen. It's like having life insurance, but just, just in case I had this little this little picture of what I was going to get. It was like this muscular dolphin, and it had Dan Marino on this. Yeah. I was going to put Tua's number. So I texted him after the game, and I was like, don't doesn't look like I'll be needing to get this. huh?" And, uh, and I actually almost wanted to apologize because I didn't want to be that guy. When your team loses a game, you know, I feel attacked sometimes by their fans, so I reached out, and I was kind of an asshole. But Stu Gotts booked me for next week, earlier this week, on his show, and I think Stu Gotts thought that I was going to be in a different situation. I'll definitely be coming on that pod. And uh, for Rich Eisen, I kind of pulled a Stu Gotts on Rich Eisen where I, I booked him, like, ahead of this game. So win, lose, or draw, I'm going to get either an ecstatic Michigan fan or somebody who's just down in the dump. So Rich Eisen's going to be Wednesday, and then we got the big fat preview show on Friday. This is going to be a great week. I hope everybody enjoys it. Happy hunting. I already bet the, the I already bet the Chiefs. At, at Washington. I already bet the, the Rams. The Fiji boys at Washington. Hope $2,600 on any um, – Washington to win the national champion. They win 50K tonight. Did they cash out? They didn't cash out. Who's going to win tonight real quick? Michigan. Washington. Minus 6.5. Washington. The dubs. Yep. So I'm on Michigan. Wolverine. Yeah. Real Uh, fast to end, we we want to – Someone else that is going to apologize to Dan Libertard is uh, 21 Savage. So this is Dan Libertard in the new 21 Savage movie trailer, American Dream – they uh, there's a scene in there in the trailer of the of Dan like Lebatard show, and it's got him, it's got Dan Lebatard's dad, it's got the whole this set. Was Bomani? Bomani's in there, Bo? and Bomani's like, this how did is Bo the like his casting? He did not like it because he was like, I look like a guy who doesn't have any money and can't dress nice for a job interview, going to a job interview to get. <laughs> now money Bo has money and get. he he can dress, so right. I, I understand, uh, guys. Last thing I want to say, uh, like, subscribe. Um, thank you for tuning in. It's been fun all season, but we're just getting started. The playoffs, man. Oh, playoffs. 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 See y'all next week. Take care. Yeah, you the talk I'm going to fight you with my friends.